Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. And I'm Kevin Von Esper. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 309 albums in his Pike series, and we're going to listen to them. Three at a time! This is Getting Head. Love Buckethead. Welcome, stoners and loners, moaners and groaners, owners of shops that sell printer toner, condom bemoaners, condominium owners, considerate neighborhood midday lawnmowers, showers, growers, deep knowledge knowers, <laughs> leprechauns summoned by four leaf clovers. By my uh, luck, I've come to fuck and I'm <laughs> at half mast. Oh, thank heaven. It's episode 87 of Getting in Head, a Bucket Cast! Oh, wow. Hey, Thanks we, have for a, that. we have a guest today. Wow, we're blessed with a guest. What, we are. What blessed. Did you, what did you do to end up here? Yeah, what, what, what's your name? <laughs> oh, what's your boy. purpose? Uh, hi, a... I'm Kevin Von Esper, and my purpose is to talk about Buckethead and Dookie Flyswatter tonight and maybe make some connections between the two. And um, how did I find you? I don't know. You're like the only Buckethead podcast out there. So it was pretty easy to <laughs> we find. We are. That's and true. If there's, yeah. if there's a podcast about something I love that I can relate to the work that I'm doing, then I want to be a part of it. I love we, that. We found a weird niche. We have found a yeah. very <laughs> weird niche. Like we've capitalized. You think on your niche is weird? That... My documentary. That is a weird niche. We both have weird niches. We, like, love, we love a weird niche. Yeah, like yeah. I, I curate B-film, so I, I am kind of in the same weird niche as that well, as well. Well, you're so. going to love this. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Well, that fucking rocks, dude. Nice. Yeah. We're, it's episode 87. We've been at this for so many episodes. Mm-hmm. 87. Mm-hmm. You ready for this, Brit? I am. You're not ready to- for this. Totally ready for it. You ready for it? Yeah, give it to me. The has been group identifier for books published in Denmark. Oh, oh Denmark, my Isbin. boy! God, we love the Isbin shit. Yeah, man. we do. Yeah, we God, do. Man. Um, 87 Punch, do you know what that is? No, it's not. Uh, it's one bottle of Bacardi rum, eight years aged, and a 7-Up, two-liter bottle. 87 Punch, baby. Okay. Never had that. Sounds bad. Okay, yeah. I mean... <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. No thanks. That sounds really... Uh, not, Terrible. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, what else we got? not Any, really anything good. Anything else for 87? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, M87 is the first black hole ever pho- photographed. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, um, mm-hmm. And that's how it looks old like a Aragorn... pipe cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's how old Aragorn is during the events of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, definitely. I mean, most, mo- most people don't realize how fucking old everyone in Lord of the Rings is supposed to be. Oh, yeah. All of the Hobbits. 55. Yeah, they're in their 50s and <laughs> 60s. Fucking Bilbo obviously is like 100, uh, 111 because it's his 111st birthday. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like everyone is ancient in that shit. Fucking Gandalf is over a thousand years old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aragorn's 88 and he looks like a fucking 40 year old man who hangs serious dong. In other films, he does. Oh, he hangs a lot we know Aragorn uh, has that. Yeah, we know. He has he a name. That's what Dookie Flyswatter yeah. does in some movies, too, just so you know. Oh yeah, hang, hang dong. dong, hang he dong. He was nominated hang for dong. an AVN hang. award. Just saying. Uh, oh, more like Dicky Flyswatter. Am I right, guys? 
he, he yeah. can pick up a mic stand with it. So yeah. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? A prehensile. Oh yeah, we're getting right into it, huh? Wait, are are, you, are we talking like <laughs> a, a tripod mic stand or uh, a, like a solid base? Because there's a yeah, big difference the, there. Yeah. Honestly. Well, you're gonna have to go rent terrors from the clit and find out. <laughs> terrors from the clit. Is that what you said? I did say that. <laughs> that is a sentence that came out of my mouth. I, That's amazing. I, I I don't think I even have that film. And I have Well, if you find number two, me and the director are looking for it. Wow. I'll, I'll be on the lookout. I I have I have my avenues. You do. I do. You I do. do have we found movie there was one that was like two hundred dollars recently and neither of us wanted to pay that. It was a VHS. That's a lot. So Yeah, I I've yeah. I, I use Just putting it out there in the world. If anyone has terrors from the clip two on VHS, go yeah, find I, I me. used to deal VHS and actually um uh I had a VHS tape that is related to your documentary. Um Blood Diner, that thing was worth about oh, 200 bucks. Dude, Blood Diner, I watched that VHS with Blood Scott. Diner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you, yeah, yeah. That, that thing there. was worth so much money, dude. There that it is. Rocks. Yeah, hell yeah. That, that thing Diner. is worth a lot of money. Especially... Signed by Carl Crew. The... No shit. Yeah, that yeah, he's rules. in my documentary. Mm. Yeah, dude, Blood Diner that, fucking That rocks. movie is wild. And... The ending with the fucking zombies at the party <laughs> and is just like... And the ska band dressed like Hitler. Oh, yeah, yeah. the Hitler ska. Dude, we love fucking Hitler crazy. <laughs> that movie's crazy. I remember uh, watching that and being like, this can't get crazier. And then there's yeah. the Hitler ska band. I'm like, oh my God, it got crazier. Written by Dookie Fleischwater. Yeah. yeah, it was written by Dookie Fleischwater. Um, Because that was a... That was one that was produced by Fred Olin Ray, right? This is, is not a Fred Olin Ray movie. That's but not I will a be Fred talking Olin about Ray. a Fred okay. Olin Ray movie later. This is actually Jimmy Maslin production he's the guy who owns okay. all of like the herschel gordon lewis movie catalogs right right okay yeah yeah this was supposed to be a sequel to blood feast so oh what's that okay re- yeah it was or yeah it's a kind of a spiritual sequel uh, yeah what's that released on is that vestron or uh, uh well this is my vhs copy and i have to clarify that i know vhs collecting is very cool and i respect that but i actually have this because back in the 90s it was the only way to actually get these movies yeah um, oh yeah right let's see there is a now fucking amazing blu-ray of it that's out and no it shit. is that's vestron. awesome yes they did a wonderful job vestron oh we love vestron yeah. vestron does such a good job at everything one of my favorite favorite uh media releasers nice well that fucking rocks yeah sorry to derail your your intro there no not oh, not no, at all that, no no we're here for this no is the, this is the part of the show with the least amount of direction okay right nice. right so. And, and so that i put in uh the 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 show prep thing we'll talk a bit about your movie here talk a little bit more about it later um yeah after uh and a whole lot of buckethead uh, i hope too because i got a lot oh, to say of about course. Buckethead. that i mean that and i have an announcement don't let, let me leave without saying interesting. my announcement interesting so yeah, that's that's the bread and butter of our show, and it's like I mean, it's not very good bread, not very good butter, but <laughs> some people eat it. So it's like that that fucking like Olivia vegan bread that's like the, what or the the gluten free shit. You lost uh, me. You way lost oh. me. Gluten free bread is uh, what crying. podcast am I on? I uh, we're 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 <laughs> talking about this is getting bread a butter cast. Yeah, obviously. what what where where do you think you are? Oh, what boy. do you think the bucket's full of? It's butter. It's a bucket of butter, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'd be, I, oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of a bucket of butter. Yeah. Uh, Please segue into, news? I want to hear this yeah. segue into what? Goth news. Beneath the weeping moon, it's goth news. Goth news. Goth news. 
rumors came out this week that Johnny Depp is likely to be cast in the second installment of Tim Burton's Beetlejuice franchise. They're making a sequel to Beetlejuice? They're making Beetlejuice 2. Like 30 years later? With Christina Ricci and Michael Keaton reprising their roles as Lydia Dietz and Beetlejuice, respectively. Okay. In other Johnny Depp news, folks need to stop giving a fuck about his personal life. Yeah, I'm really tired of this shit. Also in goth news, it was announced this week that famous tattoo artist and um, I think like makeup person, I guess, Kat Von D and her short, spooky husband from Prayers will be selling their <laughs> L.A. mansion to move to Indiana. Indiana? Yeah. It's, Why? I don't. Cheaper, I guess? They're both rich. I mean, she's rich as fuck. She owns a very successful makeup line. It's, I don't yeah. Know. I don't know who cares about this. I just, I didn't have much goth news this week. <laughs> and in goth obituaries this week, we have lost two goth synth giants. Yes, this is true. Dave Smith, the designer of Prophet Synths. And MIDI. And the MIDI. Inventor of MIDI. MIDI. Wow. Co-inventor, uh, along with, I think, like, the chairman of Roland or some shit like that. Dude, like, is there a more, like impactful invention in music technology over the last 100 years honestly no. like i mean the Mi- daw i guess midi like- i mean the i mean the the fucking like digital and analog synthesizer were both huge um i mean yeah i i'd say like bob moog probably is up there in terms of influence definitely but like holy shit like a, a true synth legend oh absolutely and like- also another synth legend andy fletcher keyboardist from depeche mode passed from the mortal realm this week R.I.P. Neither of their influences can be understated, and the two are undoubtedly two of the most guilty parties responsible for goth nights everywhere. That's true. Rest in peace, travel safely, and most importantly, stay dead, my friends. And finally in goth news... I, I thought you were done. Sorry. I always, yeah, it you, always yeah. ends the same way, Spencer. That's true. And That's finally, goth, goth news, news, goth and pizza patriarch Papa John Schnatter took to social media app TikTok this week to respond to people's videos of themselves making pizza in an attempt to trend on an app he surely does not belong on. Mm-hmm. Why is he attempting to remain relevant? Is anybody's guess. Although... He was once the leader of a top five national pizza chain. He is now a figurehead only for his private investment portfolio, which his social media presence does not address whatsoever. Schnatter stepped down as CEO of Papa John's in 2018 after he blamed declining sales on football players protesting the treatment of black people in America, causing their stock to fall 30%. He then used the N-word during a conference call. Yeah. Oh boy. What's new? Everybody? I mean, I got news. What's that? Uh, I have officially been canceled by the internet. Yeah. yeah you <laughs> and you chose this I, show with me on it to do that? Come on. Uh. Well. Okay. Well. This. This wasn't my choice. Uh. My. But it was my choice though, because I'm the one that reported it. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Uh. My. My long-standing, long-running Instagram meme page. I've been running since 2018. 
uh, was deleted from Instagram. It was zucked. No. Sixty. I made it to sixty-three and a half thousand followers before I got zucked. So you know, it's a pretty good run. Didn't make it to sixty-nine. So. I know that's what I was what shooting is, for. Though. What is it worth, really? Absolutely what is it worth? nothing. There you go. Right. What yeah. did you Not do? Nice. Not nice. So that that's a great question. I don't know. I would like to know too because uh, your last strike was for like their their care thing, which is like if you put suicidal shit up. Yeah, so the last, the only thing they told me, they said my my page has been suspended because I violated the content uh, moderation policies on uh, advocating for suicide. Which what is what did like you tell crazy. to kill themselves? I no one. <laughs> like I I I never share jokes like that. Mostly because I don't think that type of humor is that funny. The, the like, I I have no idea. I think the uh, the Instagram moderators know that you have suicidal ideations, and they're like. <laughs> Yeah, we can't let this guy on the internet. <laughs> yeah, 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 probably something like that. But anyways, yeah, they just said you are suspended, and I was like, okay. And I requested an appeal, and they never messaged me back. Hmm. I would at least like to know if they Did ruled against dirty. me. You know what I mean? Like, I would like to know that, like, hey, we're definitely not going to give you your account back. But instead, they just sold me nothing. I was like, really? So, so I actually had a similar thing happen to me this week. Um, hmm. The basically private YouTube account I was using for my media curation stuff got taken down. And the only video I had on there was a private video of an HD upscale of Bam Margera's Haggard from 2003. <laughs> now, it was taken down for, uh, I mean, my entire page was taken down for, quote, repeated violations of the nudity and sexuality clause. And I was like, listen, I had this this video, like, put up and, like, it was listed as 18 plus, And the only thing that happens in the movie is like bare breasts for a couple seconds. And that's, that that's totally covered by your nudity. You shit. can so, be legally topless in New York city. Yeah. And so I'm like, why, why, why did this happen? Like I, I looked through your fucking policies. I didn't break your rules. And they just sent me a thing back saying, uh, we reviewed it again and you did break the rules by. Yep. I'm like, what? Yeah. Dog, what? what? I what? mean, I would have so, been more like, weird. oh, if it was a copyright violation, that would make more sense to me. Yeah, right? but and and I love copyright violations because <laughs> yeah. they always include the copyright holder's email. Right. Yeah. And so I can get in touch with them and talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then everything's way cooler after that. But like And most no, of them just they, demonetize you, they don't really care. Yeah. And and that's the thing. It's like I'd be fine with that, but like you know, this was a, a video with like a thousand views and that's it. And it's like and it was private. And I'm like, whatever, man. Yeah, it's super whack. Getting, getting fuck the internet. Getting removed off the internet for like BS reasons. Fuck is content super mods. Whack. Like content mods are so like, the Instagram's content moderators. Are like the cops of the internet up. or mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. all cops, as we know, are bastards. Yeah. So like the, It's been Instagram's, a bad month for cops. Mm, yeah, oh. Instagram's moderation policies are extra stupid because anyone can report a post for any reason, and if if enough people report a post, it is automatically deleted, and a strike goes against your account without even a human being look at it, looking at it. You get a strike against your account, mm-hmm. and so like, what can happen? And what has happened to me in particular is people that are just like not a fan of a thing, like not a fan of my opinion on something or whatever, will like report a post. It gets removed, and I get a strike, and then I can appeal it, and sometimes a human will look at it and be like, oh yeah, you're fine. But most of the time they don't. They just don't ever look at it. And then so you just have these strikes against your account. And then what probably happened was I shared a post that somebody didn't like. They reported it and that's what got my account deleted. Super whack. I hate to see it. So what are you going to do uh, now? Are you going to start a new 
Meme oh, page. I already, yeah, I already ah. started a new page. So okay. we're, we're currently up on the new page. Uh, you know, uh, at New Metal Cult KVLT. Like, oh yeah, uh, I followed that. So that's that's my new page. Um, so we're rebuilding from the ashes. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Whatever. But don't get yourself deleted from the internet if you can avoid it. Speaking you know, of ashes, dumb. do you want my goth news? Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, we'd love your goth news. Well, yeah, I don't really totally have real goth news, but I am a big part of the goth community in New York City, so I like film all the parties out here and stuff. Hell yeah. But my Hell goth yeah. news is that I got this recently. Christian oh, Death's yeah. only theater of pain, oh, yeah. 40th anniversary, double vinyl, and uh, huge That's a huge book, package. Huge oh, yeah. book by, with photographs by legendary punk photographer Edward Culver, who is in my oh, documentary, yeah. by the way. Nice. So it all nice. ties together. And I actually like, talked to Rick Agnew like this week about being in the thing, hopefully. Nice. So that's my goth news. Hell yeah. That's some tight goth news. Dude. Pretty tight. Hell yeah. I love that. All right. Uh, you want to interview with you? Brandon, I, I'm you waiting for on? a replacement for one of the records in here because it, they sent me one of the records was the wrong band completely, which is like a pretty major fuck up. That's pretty weird. That's weird. What yeah. band was it? Uh, like, let me check. Imagine Dragons so, or something. Something I never even heard Christian of Christian life. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fucking life. beautiful, though. Nice. It is. Cr Christian Death's back playing shows now, aren't they? The uh, Ritz, White Jesus. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm Whoa. scared or not never, to, to never find out that. what that is. Interesting. Uh, yeah, well, I mean... yeah, Christian Death's been back for a while, but it's not the same. I mean, Roz Williams is dead, yeah, so... Right. I've yeah. seen this Christian Death and I've filmed this Christian Death and let me tell you, they don't play any songs from this album and that means um, oh. fuck them, I, get, I think. Bummer. Yeah, it probably means something. Uh, that, it's, it's always funny when they send you like the entirely wrong thing and you're Isn't like... Isn't that crazy? How so they're sending me a replacement, but like, geez. Yeah. 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 Um, Britt, you got anything new or you want to move on? <laughs> Uh, I've got a bucket fact. Ooh, All right. new. Let's do a, bucket a new fact. bucket fact for everyone. Bucket fact, bucket fact, bucket fact, bucket fact, bucket fact, bucket fact, bucket fact. Today we're going to talk about Buckethead's only solo live album that is not in the Pike series. Live in Buckethead Land. Live in Buckethead Land was announced soon after Buckethead ended his tour in 2018 with Dan Monty and Brain, mm -hmm. uh, who Ooh. was known as uh, nice. Brain oh, and Brewer I can't, at the time. You can't see it in the... In the nice. In you the, actually uh, have a vinyl of that. Beautiful. So can't see it in the yeah. Twitch. I think I got to reposition it. There it is. It was, uh, okay. it was released in 2019 exclusively on tour, um, and it was made available sometime in February 2019. Um, on his tour, my... and then in the Pike store online sometime Whoa. in 2020. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Uh, in the liner notes of the album, it says it was recorded in 2017 and 2018 live in Buckethead Land. Nice. Buckethead was touring with Brain and Dan Monty for most with of the time. with a CD, too. Nice. So it would make sense that perhaps either of them would be on the record, but strangely, neither Dan Monty nor Brain is on the record at all. The drums are entirely programmed and the bass is mixed way back. The album was mixed entirely by Dan Monty, so I kind of don't think he mixed back his own bass lines. Being that it was recorded live, quote unquote, 
from 2017 to 2018, one might also think that there would be bootleg videos from live dates that seemingly align perfectly with the recorded tracks. Or maybe there, there'd be some like audience noise or something. Sure. Anything that's the hallmark of a live album. Mm-hmm. But there's not. Weird. Honestly, I don't think this is a live album. I think Buckethead pulled one over on us. I think this is just a good kind of greatest hits album that Buckethead maybe did play live in the sense that there's like no overdubs or and it's not heavily edited. But I'm pretty sure this is just a studio creation between him and Dan Monty, kind of a re-recorded best live hits, if you will. Hmm. I would love for any sort of proof to the contrary, but as it stands, that's my position on it. It is a great album nonetheless, but it's not a live album in any traditional sense. We listen to three this week. Three more Pikes this week. Yeah, we did. Uh, Yeah, Um, Pikes 259, 260, and 261. Undersea Dead City. Ferry to the Island of Lost Mines. And Portrait to the Red where, Waterfall. Por- portal. portal. Portal, sorry. To I the Red Waterfall. Uh, portal to the Red Waterfall. Excellent. Well, Portrait. portrait yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. Portrait of a serial killer uh, to the Red Waterfall. Hey, Britt. Hey, Britt. Yeah. Did you know mm-hmm. that I'm illiterate? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. You probably yeah. picked it up on it. That's now. why I write everything for this podcast, Spencer. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. I can't read this. You mean it's not all off the cuff? I'm, I'm shadow. No, we're, we're, no the, we, the cuff is a gay bar here, and some <laughs> things are off the cuff. But yeah, yeah, we, I love it's that. Pretty cool. Uh, me we too. We script everything, including your lines before yeah. we, we talk to you. Yeah. yeah, you don't know it, but you're actually reading our script right now. Yeah. yeah. No, I got it. I got it. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, Pike two fifty nine undersea dead city released on April first, twenty seventeen. Two days after Echo, the previous bike. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This yeah. album slapped. It's a pretty good you one. You liked it? Pretty, this, I liked all yeah, three it, of these. This one's like too. a chuggy hmm. downtuned sort of thing. Yeah, this is a this is a grimy kind of uh I mean, I, I'd say like maybe like thrashy alt metal with hints of like sludge and stuff like that. It's more than anything, it's a metal pike. That's, yeah, that's for sure. yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a lot mm. of just like heavy, chuggy stuff, except for track five, which is kind of like a mellow, melodic. Love thing. that, super jazzy. And that was my favorite one on this. I think just because it was so different. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually put that as my song of the week. But Me too. Got, it got displaced by another song. So yeah, um, that was my song of the week until I listened to another Pike. But but that was still a great track. A lot this of these three album. Pikes. That's my favorite song. Yeah, nice. That's really, uh, really I, good. I really liked track two because at the end of track two, it just breaks into this like clean major. Yeah, I made a note of that. That was it, really cool. It was, it was kind of like a surfy thing almost in a way. Yeah, it but was, it was like major chords and it was like kind of clean, especially after being all like chuggy and like mm-hmm. downtuned. Pretty neat. Yeah, lo- lots of dynamics in this album. Um, yeah, like lo- lots of heavy stuff, of course, but like lots of stuff where he kind of takes a backseat to the riffs and just like plays something. Eh, a little atmospheric and i like that a lot we, we love that we yeah love that. um but uh, yeah it's solid it's a solid pike yeah um uh the track six the last track on the album visitor from the tomb or mm-hmm. visitor from tomb yeah yeah uh, i noticed that I, I wrote it's <laughs> definitely mummy metal oh mummy definitely. Metal. like if, 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 if you Ooh, could take like genre. well there's that yeah. band the mummies but they're not metal 
No, not at all. Yeah. If you could take like a uh, uh, Brendan Fraser in Mummy Two and make that into a metal song, I want Encino Man. Why Mummy Two? Mu- oh yeah, band. there you go. I want Encino Man Metal Two. Yeah. Well, that you know what that is? That's that band that covered that song. We've talked about this before. Mama Claw- said Clawfinger. The band, the band that covered Mama's Mama said by LL Cool J huh. for that for the soundtrack. Mama said knock you Man. out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and there's like a one. metal cover of yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. Mama said knock you out. Yeah, that, you know, that, that, that very fun, cool. very yeah. metal. Really like that, that that's Encino Man metal right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what also is mummy metal is um, Gamma Ray. Gamma Ray is mummy metal. They have an album called Somewhere Out in Space that is about space Egyptians I mean, flying giant. I mean, you, you know what's the most mummy? Are they metal? theatrical at all though? Yeah, I mean, come really? on, you're you're mm-hmm. you're totally overlooking Power Slave here. Oh, that's also the, the, Iron the song yeah. Power Slave. Yeah. yeah. It has a fucking oh, yeah. like, There's a, mo- a right. pharaoh on the goddamn cover. Yeah, that's, that's mummy sweet. metal for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's the most mummy metal probably ever. Um, we love that shit. Yeah, uh, super uh, um, uh, Kevin, have you ever seen, uh, I think it's called The Mummy Theme Park? No. What? It's from, I think, 2004 or 2005. It is amazing dog shit. Is it a movie or an actual shit. Yeah, it's, theme it's park? A, it's a it's a it's a movie okay and it's amazing dog shit like next okay. level shitty cgi hilariously <laughs> bad completely incompetent i love every second of it it's one of those films so that it's like a watch. trauma movie yeah yeah it's totally i mean it's it's like a cut lower than trauma yeah. it is not self-aware of how bad it is right like there's no there's no lloyd kaufman self-awareness there at all it's just like bad and lloyd kaufman's gonna be in the documentary Nice. You know who also dealt with a mummy at a theme park? Who's that? Is uh, the Scooby-Doo gang in Kiss in Scooby-Doo and Kiss versus (laughs) the Phantom of the Park. Right, right. Wow, deep cuts. Phantom Uh of the Park. We did a we did a special episode yeah, we on ta- that. We oh wait, no, no, not it. Phantom of the Park. Phantom oh. of the Park was the the live one. Oh right, sorry, sorry, not not no. Phantom. But what was that one called? Oh, uh, it was the Rock and Roll Mystery. Oh, Rock K- and Roll Kiss, Mystery. Yeah, Kiss yeah. and Scooby Doo, great Rock and Roll Mystery. Yeah, mm. yeah, Phantom of the Park. Though, Phantom of the Park a was a movie banger. they did in the seventies. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. made for TV kind of movie. Oh, it was yeah. really but, bad. And, and it had. Fucking... I was disappointed because one of my other fascinations is Phantom of the Opera, and there was none of that in that movie. <laughs> yeah, my motherfucker! I am uh, so. I've actually got a, a huge Phantom tattoo really? like right here. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh well, when mask. I start my yeah, Phantom uh, show this summer, you guys got to be a guest. Oh hell yeah! I I mean no, not you. That's Spencer, a plan. I don't care. I know, I know, every, I know the song. Come on. I know every that and a lot of other. Stuff. I've seen it live four times and know every word to every song. I own most of the music boxes from it, That's Spencer. Awesome, man. I have a mask collection. Wow. I was in a rap project called Phantom of. That's true. Wow, dude. Yes, you're you're on the show. I no offense. I have a little more Phantom. I, I never said that I didn't. I just said that I would love to see <laughs> I, it. I just said you're not invited to the show because you don't why, know what the why, fuck you're talking about. Why can't I go to the show? You can watch it live you, on YouTube. You've never even seen fucking Love Never Dies, Spencer. You don't even know what it is. I saw Love Never Dies. I did too. Why, why can't I go to the show, though? I want to see Because you show. don't know what the fuck Love Never Dies is, Spencer. But, uh, isn't that a way to, to find out? No. No, you got to do your own research, Spencer. <laughs> Google is your friend, Spencer. I mean, I'm not totally sure it's completely worth <laughs> Mask it. Masking on. <laughs> do that's the research. thing about Phantom. Most uh, of it uh, sucks, and that's kind of why it's great. Eric, like, I'm a his, book purist, fan, and nobody's done it right. name is Eric, right? Is that right? What? I feel like that's right. The Phantom's actual name is Eric? Is that Eric. Right? Yes. Eric, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Eric Non, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So I know more about phantoms than mummies, unfortunately, for this. Uh, that, that's uh, totally. Segment. I mean, the phantom is a mummy in his own way, a living mummy. He's a living skeleton. Yes. Yeah, he's a living, a living freak. You know, he's a he's mummified by his own obsession and mm-hmm. by, yeah, and, by and music. Obviously, but, obviously, a huge parallel to our our main man, Big B. Hell yeah! I mean, they actually, both got the mask. I have actually and they literally music. never made that connection before. What? Never, well, never me, ever. Blow your fucking mind, buddy. Yeah, whoa. He's the, he's the phantom of the guitar. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's the, the phantom, phantom of the, of the rock amusement opera. park, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, fucking, yeah. Uh, he the is the Kiss meets lands. Phantom of the Park. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so, so here's Bucketheads, you, you better have Pike uh, 3... 11 is Phantom of the Park. Come original. You got to come original. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Whoa, some 311 in there. We got to throw some 311 in there. Uh, Okay, so we we like to ask fun questions, you know, Mm. when when we're wrapping up a discussion of each of the pikes. And so for this one, I'd say, like, if you had to become a classic movie monster, who would you become? Like, you know, we're talking like... I wouldn't become the Phantom. I just like him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! I would I, never I would say become like Invisible Man. I would become the Invisible mm. Man because uh-huh. I would get up to weird shit. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's we, probably we know the most, that Spencer. Like, Maybe that's not something you want to admit. I didn't say illegal shit. I just said weird shit. I just don't want people watching me do the weird shit. Like I don't oh, want to be dead, so no oh, Dracula, no being a peeping Tom's not money. illegal. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hanging out in women's locker rooms isn't illegal if I they can't see you. I never said I was going to do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you didn't say it, but you, I saw the look, Spencer. You know what? You, you gave me a look. You, you want to know what I meant you gave by me weird a, You stuff? gave me a women's locker room look, Spencer. I meant like... A very porky look. I meant look. like I could like sneak into like the restaurants. Like restaurant trying to get canceled again. The, the restaurant locker room? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Restaurants don't have locker rooms, Britt. Maybe not your Cancel. Yeah, maybe not the ones yeah, you Yeah, I'm already yeah. canceled. I'm uncancelable now. Yeah, I have a pork-only restaurant called Porky's, and we have a locker room that you can peek into. Oh, no. <laughs> That's distressing. We also sell meatballs. Oh. Starring Bill Murray. Womp womp. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Pike 260. Very. Oh, wait, we're done with that one already? Yeah, yeah, why not? We're just moving. Yeah, on. I mean, I didn't have that much to say about it. I mean, I have, cool I have one note in general, which is just like, I know you you talked about that part at the end of track two that was like really awesome, mm-hmm. and I feel like when he double tracks his guitars, you can tell his intent, and like the rest of it is just him fucking around. Yeah, right. And so and so that so there's a lot of that tell. coming up in this conversation, and I'm gonna note right. that right and now. So, um, like. You can definitely tell when his stuff is more intentional because the drums, the bass, and the guitar are oftentimes like in sync. And maybe and, there's like parts that actually repeat and stuff, you know. Yeah, <laughs> structure. I, structure. I don't, I'll call I don't it. need the repetition in like in our next album, he just plays a ton of riffs and barely ever repeats them. I don't think there's anything that repeats in this. No, album. and I, I thought it was sick. So okay. like two sixty, ferry to the island of lost minds. Uh, Have you heard the original Island of the Lost Minds CD? Yeah. No. Who's that by? Buckethead. It's a pike. Oh. No, no, no. It was a pre-pike. Right. No, sorry. It's not. Yeah. I meant to say it's not. But it was like the same pike, you know, him and Dan Monty stuff. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. This one was released on April 7th, 2017, a day before my birthday. Oh, yeah. Uh, Six days after Underdead, Undersea Dead City. 
Yeah. Uh, this one's split up into eight different tracks, all of which are called no, Lost Mines. No, buried to the island of Lost Mines. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this one's split up into eight tracks, and uh, like a lot of the pikes that are split up into tracks, uh, all of which have the titular name, it is kind of one giant song. Like, you could definitely call them different tracks, but... They do all it's flow one together song, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the way this is like such, I wouldn't even call metal. it a song. It's one track. It's one yeah. composition. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um. So it just starts out, and it is heavy as fuck. Uh, my note here is, holy shit, this is some heavy metal with sick shit going on. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of heavy chuggy riffs. There's like. Uh, some riffs with leads. There's like mm. quite like I, I took notes for each of the songs, but like mm-hmm. really it comes down to like some of them are a little bit more aggressive, some of them are not. Some of them are really chuggy chuggy. Mm-hmm. Some of them are less Lots chuggy chuggy. chuggy, chuggy yeah. Mo- most yeah. of them are mostly riffs. <clears throat> uh, sometimes yeah, with little riffs. little like runs and solos interspersed. Not a ton of like. Uh, there's no song on here that's just. Like, I have a theory about this. <laughs> what's that? Lay it on us. Well, we so I mean I. I didn't dislike it, but I can't really listen to this one for enjoyment because, I mean, I know you guys are musicians, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm a musician, and, and most of my um, rhythm or drum is is come, you know, I program most of my drums to sound mm-hmm. real and stuff, and, and it's very a painstaking process. Yep. And when I hear mm-hmm. this, I'm just imagining Buckethead woke up that day, fucked around for an hour to a metronome, maybe, and then sent it to Dan Monty to figure the fuck out. And then just him, like, figuring out every single fucking little drum, uh, bass drum and snare drum hit and cymbal hit to match, like, whatever the hell he gave him that day. And it just sounds like a nightmare to me. Yeah. Like, this I is mean, Dan Monty's nightmare. Like, he's got to sort yeah. this shit out. Buckethead just Certainly. shredded a bunch of ribs that, like... He's ne- like this is not something he's ever gonna play live. There's no way you could like repeat true, this. True. This is I mean, definitely a stream of consciousness kind right. of thing. I mean, honestly, I kind of like the pikes that are obviously not intended to be played live ever because they're really like. I mean, that's what I think what the pikes are for mostly. Oh yeah, there, for there sure. are a couple I mean, songs like you know like LeBron Tron and shit like that that he does play live from the pikes. Mm-hmm. But most of the stuff from the Pikes, he just has never, ever played. No, this is unrepeatable. Uh, I mean, and I don't say, I I think I said this um, before we went live, but like even the worst Buckethead album is better than 90% of the music out there. So I appreciate everything that he does. But to me, all I hear is as a uh, music producer, like, God, this must have been fucking nightmare to put together. Yeah. That's all I hear when I listen to this. As as someone who you know spends a lot of time in Dawes, like I hear this yeah. and I'm like, this is insanely competently done. Like this, yeah, this definitely they're, they're took someone they, they a lot of time down. Yeah, I don't know who it took more time from, like Monty or Buckethead, yeah, but someone, real, yeah. probably I sit there both of them, I think, spent a lot of time and on. Play out every little note, and then I have to edit it. And it's I'm, crazy. I'm imagining like Dan Monty. I'm pretty sure he's just really good at inline editing. I don't think he uses any controllers, to be honest. Uh, right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Probably. Because he doesn't have like a swing to anything he does. Like everything he does is very quantized. I, I hear a little bit of swing sometimes, yeah. but it definitely mm-hmm. sounds like punched in. Like uh, no, it, yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not human swing at all. Like it's, 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 it's no. humanization. And I'm kind of okay yeah. with that because that's the basis of Buckethead's music always was like if yeah. you oh here I have a prop like like the original Bucketheadland demo like his first release I guess as Buckethead. 
Mm-hmm. It's all programmed drums. I mean, it's hemming in like a really shitty drum machine, but it was always mm-hmm. like that from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. It's supposed to be hemming like... a bunch of robots anyways, it, right? If you so... go back and listen to like his very first recording, Brazos, yeah. like it is I just think... a fucking drum machine and it sounds like dog shit. Brazos, like the oh, I have that on this one, I think. But it's part of. The, I wanted to talk about later the uh, deli creeps. We're going to talk about the deli creeps. Oh, absolutely. Uh, speaking of which, actually, uh, Buckethead News. As of today, they just released Dawn of the Deli Creeps on Spotify. It just went yes. live. Yeah. Like, wow. Today. Yeah, which is pretty we, sick. We rarely have Bucket News. Yeah. We Wait. Very, well, I mean, uh, I think this is the perfect time to make my announcement. What's that? So I know. Um, Thank you for, for, for dealing with my scheduling conflicts because I started a, a show that seems to be usually at the same time as your show. Uh, and so I've been doing this for like four or five weeks now called The Von Pod on YouTube. And on Thursday, June 16th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm going to be live with Maximum Bob from the Deli Creeps. Sick! Love and actually had him scheduled. I, I reached out to him before the Deli Creeps went on the... Uh, mm-hmm. The platforms this week so it so, was just synchronicity so we actually had him scheduled as a guest almost two years ago to be yeah. on this podcast Uh-oh. however he got covid insanely bad and was mm. sick for like four weeks and like posting yeah. about it and shit and he's like i don't i can't even talk man and so we i was like yeah we should reschedule he's sometime and then i don't think we ever talked get, again get covid yeah, I mean, he's he's not the type of person who should be getting COVID. Like, yeah. the dude, like, looks like he works in a fucking, like, slaughterhouse, which he might. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Well, <laughs> stock let's scared, hope he doesn't right? get COVID again, and he'll be live oh, on my not. show. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's it's awesome. uh, I'm very excited because he's a, a huge celebrity to me. Oh, here's my, I cut this out from an original Deli Creeps shirt. Oh, sick! Is that a and patch? Yeah, nice. it's well, it's a patch now, but it used to be a T-shirt. But I don't nice. wear white, so like, what's the point of having it like that? That's true. White. Um, yeah. and and I found this is one of my biggest regrets in life. I have all these old stuff Buckethead used to mail out. Look, like I'll cover my my address, but you can tell it's like him writing even on the envelopes. Yeah, uh, right. He has and, a very you know, of, like uh, thanks. Thanks, Kevin. Here's some crud. You know, like it was very personal. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Where, where was it? I found one that I wanted to show you in particular. Um, nope, nope. Oh, I, here it is. Because he had these like really crudely made order forms and stuff for his merch back in the day. And this is a Deli Creeps one. Must have been from 1996 because that's when that demo came out. And Damn. I had the order form written out. Five dollars for a deli creeps cassette. Five dollars, and I never sent it in because I I was like thirteen years old, and like five dollars plus shipping was a lot of money to me at the time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and now I never got an original deli creeps cassette. Yeah, I mean, regret it all my life because it's it's all filled out. Crazy, damn, that's wild. Indeed. Anyway, back into Pike Two Sixty, ferry to the island of lost mines. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a lot of cool shit on here. Uh, track four, Lost Minds Part Four, uh, was probably, I think, the most dynamic of the songs and probably my favorite on this album. It had like a ton of clean parts, some crazy yeah. cool harmonies that I'm not sure if he played live or were his uh fucking whammy pedal, but they sounded cool as hell. Uh, there's a bunch of uh frenetic staccato thrash stuff, 
Yeah. Uh, and then like an ambient guitar part. Yep. It's crazy. Ambient it's, guitar. it's all over the yeah, place. It's, all over the it's place. really cool. It's another one like the last album that's like he has an idea, he does it, and that's the last time we hear it. Like, yes. I wonder if he listens back to these ever. That's a great uh, question. A great question. You think? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, probably I, not. I don't probably know. not this one, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This is this is kind of one of my favorite types of pikes. I like though, to, to be believe honest. that he only listens back to his his Halloween pikes, his noise. Oh yeah, the only ones the, he ever. I mean, probably because he probably plays that as a soundtrack to Halloween. Like, has anybody in ever, his yard or whatever? Has anybody, has anybody ever taken all of the the noise pikes, the ambient pikes, and like stacked them? together played them all at the same time no but i did that for a death cube k release that was like five or six discs that i heard a rumor that it was supposed to be like that it was supposed to be all played simultaneously from different uh, sources so it's all coming from different directions i mean i don't know if that's true or not yeah i feel but like i just I, like threw it into a garage band or whatever and and exported a file with all of them stacked uh, on top of each other and it's probably still just like shit <laughs> death cube k sounding noisy yeah i don't know I, if it's I anything like... better or worse I feel like the only artist who ever did that like really successfully was uh, the Flaming Lips. Did that with yeah, Zakira, the right? Four album. Yeah, because they did that it with sick. <laughs> no, that was sick. Like it was, I I did that shit like in a in a DAW, and I was like, whoa, this is cool. I like was with a group of people that all had different like boombox type things, and mm-hmm. we each played one of the discs. Wow, it was an experience. But yeah, it was it was cool. Yeah, that, that was a fun thing mm-hmm. to do at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very early 2000s thing to do. Yes. yes. Early 2000s, yeah. like, you have stoner friends thing to do. Mm-hmm. That and putting a secret track at the beginning of your CD. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, track zero is always sick as hell. We love it. But, too. like, if you don't pause it at the right time, like, you have to do it all over again. So that part pissed me off. Yeah. It is what it is. You know, it's... A, yeah. You gotta put in the work. Yeah, so Pike 260. Pretty sick Pike. Um, Pretty good. Another fucking banger. Really cool and consistent and dynamic dissonant alt metal. It's a uh, very buckethead. Nothing really repeats. Um, you know, this is the type of Pike I really like. Same with the last. Pike. This is bucket masturbation. You like that? I fucking love bucket bacon, man. Um, that's <laughs> bucket bacon. There you go. Yeah, sure. Master yeah. bucket. There you <laughs> go. Like, there you go. Like I, I love when he just does. Like, I'm not a big fan of when he just has, like, kind of riffy albums with solos over the entire thing. But when he just... Oh, yeah, the last, like, 15 minutes of the song is just one riff, copy and pasted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't like that. But when he's just doing riff after riff after riff and all the riffs rule and then little solos in between them, I'm like, hell yeah. Give me those fucking riffs. Like, give me a fucking, like, Death Angel album. Yeah, I'm into that kind of style as well, though Mm. this one didn't hit super hard for me. I thought it was okay. Mm -hmm. It's it's an above average bike, but it's not one of my favorites. It's not the best. It's not the worst. I mean, it's it's not, I I feel like you like the thrashier and more like death metal centered stuff. Which which is more technical. Yeah. I I just like intent. I want to hear double guitars to know that he was actually thinking about something other than just playing. There was some cool techie, like proggy shit here, especially on uh, track one and uh, tracks. Track four was like, I mean, it was so all over the place. Well, who do you think's playing the bass? Do you think it's Buckethead or is it Dan like figuring out every fucking little thing? It depends. That he just... So I, 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 I don't have a good answer for these two first albums this week. On the third one, I almost, I'm almost positive Dan Monty played on it. 
Um, I'm not always 100% sure because sometimes it sounds like, I mean, when it's slap bass, obviously. Yeah, it's bucket. definitely bucket. Yeah. When it's like, when there's a lot of counter harmonies and it sounds like a picked P bass, which sits very specifically in the mix, I'm almost certain it's Dan Monty. And Dan Monty, uh, by his own admission on his website, he's credited himself with um, bass, mixing, programming, and production for all of the Pikes up to 2017. So he might still be on this. Who knows? Oh, I mean, I'm. this is classic Dan and Buckethead, I think. <laughs> Wait, is he I not think... involved anymore? Or is that what that means? Because we, I we haven't been don't... keeping up with my Pikes, well, to that's be honest. Thing. We, we don't know. And, yeah, we don't and know. Buckethead stopped Well, that's just doing... like the last time he updated his website about it. Well, yeah. Um, so actually, he doesn't actually put like full credits on his band camp. The only time he ever put full credits yeah. on the Pike is in the first like 20 or 30 when he was actually giving them a physical release. Yes, and put... I have my first bunch of pikes right oh, here. Oh, yeah. You have like look up there and that shit? Yeah, I yeah. Think, fucking... yeah I and think so you'll see on there. They did. I, I, I want to say I have uh, one, two, three, four, and five. Yeah, look up there specifically. I think it says it's credited Buckethead, Dan, Dan Monty, Monty, and, and Albert. Albert. Yeah, Albert. Yep. And so, and, and yeah, exactly. Programming and bass by Brewer. And that's just a, and that's Dan Monty. Monty. Yeah, yeah. Brewer. Yeah, that's, yeah, just Dan Monty. Um, yeah. And so, like, that hasn't happened since I believe 2016 or 2015. He hasn't mm-hmm. included any credits whatsoever. And so, the I think only, it's just assumed at this point. <laughs> yeah. And so, I actually uh, weighed in the other day. There was a thing on the uh, Buckethead subreddit asking, like, uh, do we know who plays uh, drums and bass and when it's programmed or not on the pikes? It's all so, programmed. Uh, some idiot said that uh, on the early pikes, fucking pinch face and brain played drums. And I'm like, I don't no. think so. No, they didn't. Like, listen to the drums. There's no like plosives. There's, you, you it's, it's not digital. It's not real drums. There's no, no transients. There is absolutely no way. And like, I could see Dan playing a, an electronic drum kit. To get the basic beats down, maybe, but, but they quantize yeah. it. But it's not point, if they yeah, did. absolutely. It's which I really all, it's doubt. All digital that. for yeah. sure. And I think if Brain was on one of these, like he would give that motherfucker credit because no, absolutely, Brain. absolutely, definitely. Pinch face, I haven't heard it from in a while. I want to ask Mac, uh, Maximum Bob about that. Oh yeah, well we know about Pinch face. We tried oh, to get really? him on the show. He's uh, he is a. Um, He's a, re- a successful real estate agent. I want to say in Santa Clara, California. Now, uh, yeah, I tried. I tried hitting up his business email huh. uh, to get him on the show, and he never responded. <laughs> wah, wah. Hate this. And actually, oh, I also sent, know. I sent a, a voice message to his business. Thing oh no! And never responded. Damn. I assume I'm blocked by Pinchface at this point. Yeah, I wonder if he. I wonder if his associates know about his. Uh, his uh, past might cancel him if they've looked too far. It's into so it. easy to find on the internet. You just look up the guy's know, name and he's pitch face. Like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So, uh, speaking I did of, see uh, him play with Buckethead once, though. Nice, nice. Yeah, because he was playing with him briefly in like twenty. Yeah, before he stopped. Before he was doing just the iPad thing, like yeah, yeah. he did have a pinch face on a couple tours. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of uh, the Island of Lost Mines, what is the largest predatory animal on the Island of Lost Mines? Man. Man? Yeah. What man? <laughs> if you can get past Albert. Uh, Regis Philbin. Regis Philbin is not very threatening, nor predatory. I mean, you haven't seen a feral Regis Philbin. Feral Philbin. Yeah, uh, Regis Feral. Mm. Regis Feral. Nah. Feralman. 
Yeah, there you go. Regis L- live with Regis and Farrellman. Okay. I don't know. I mean, it's There's a joke in there bin, somewhere. So this is really a reach. Yeah, this is. It's not Philbin, it's Philbin. Yeah. Philbin. Yeah. Philbin. Philbin. Yep. Uh, what do you think? This is my question. I don't have to answer it. <laughs> Moving on. What, what do you, no, oh, hold on. What do you think they do about, like, like, like farting in a live recording? Do you think that they, like, you think that they, they try to pr- protect the people that are live and, like, I mean, you mute the audio. You've you've heard the bass lines on Kiss Alive, right? <laughs> those are all farts. They that's just true. left those all in. So. That's true. I don't the, know. That's the Phantom of the Park farting. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say throwback. Yeah, there you go. That movie was a giant fart. The, the fart. Yeah, the fartum of the opera. <laughs> yeah, that's flatulence phantom. That's it's probably the name of the episode. Uh, moving on, Pike two sixty one. Portal to the Red Waterfall, or what would you call it? Portrait the, to portrait, the Portrait. portrait. <laughs> uh, Pen, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer Waterfall. Yeah. Uh, released on I'd listen April, to that. Uh, April 13th, mm-hmm. uh, six days after Ferry to the Island of Lost Mines. Six days. Man, this pike ripped. This, this was easily my favorite pike easily. of the week. This fucked. The first track on this. Takes up almost two thirds, almost two thirds of the album. Yeah. I usually am not down with the super long Buckethead songs. It is like a prog because they're usually the last b- ten minutes of it is just a solo over a copy and paste. But this is no, this is just like yeah. this is not no, this is more of Barry of the Island. This is part two, man. This is more Dan Monty nightmare Buckethead wankery. Oh, we love that though. It's it's a yeah, I know, but that's what fest. it is. It's a, it's yeah. the same exact thing as the last Pike. But for 17 more minutes, they yeah, just have it, to keep them at 30. So it got kind of got recycled. I feel like I don't. It don't does. Know. It does this totally feels, different parts though. Because this like, one feels way more intentional. Yeah, and there's there's parts like uh, let's see, um, seven minutes through on the first track, he does like this cool baroque handpicked part uh, that's followed by like this really fuzzy chordal thing, and it's just really fucking cool. It's it's Buckethead not only just being a virtuoso guitarist, but also experimenting with noise. Yeah. And like, it, it's just really cool. I love when Buckethead does something other than yeah. play guitar real good. And there's like a lot of dynamics on this album. Um, uh, on the first track at 1114, uh, there is a crazy thrash prog part that totally mm-hmm. sounded to me like Watchtower. I could see that. Ron Jar Zombeck's Watchtower. And it was awesome. Like, the bass parts are doubled, and when they're not doubled, they're playing counter harmonies. And as a bassist and guitarist, I was all about this. This is the one I think I'm almost positive Dan Monty played on this one, if not maybe Buckethead, but it was definitely, I think, non-programmed bass. It's just cool. The first track on this album, the titular track, cannot recommend it enough. Yeah, it's pretty tight. Yep. The rest of the album is okay. Yeah, the rest of the album's fine. Passable. But that, the first track is tight. I first really track. like I Bucks. think I like the rest of the album better. <laughs> well. We, I mean, again, it's the same as the last one for me. It's like, I, I like it, but to me, I just think, like, the whole time I'm listening to it, I'm like, programming this must have been such a bitch. The whole time I'm listening to it, I'm just thinking, God damn, Buckethead has fucking riffs. Yeah. There's so I, many I goddamn riffs. So maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. God, he's such a fucking riff lord. Such a riff lord. God, this is True. this is uh, uh I mean if this were making commentary on movies it'd be riff tracks. <laughs> but in we lo- 
Do we love that? I don't know. I love riff tracks. I mean, I like that I get the reference. <laughs> Bill, Bill What's-His-Face from Rift Tracks. He's real cool. I like him a lot. What's-His-Face. Yeah, it's a, what a great last name. I downloaded the Cloverfield one once. Oh. That, was, that was pretty good. I, I'd highly recommend the uh, the Twilight one. We watched that oh, one. Oh, yeah, we watched so that one fun. together. Yeah. So fun. One of my favorite jokes of all time is in that. It's very funny. Love it. It yeah. could be a good way to... Yeah, I've never seen the Twilight series, so maybe that's a good way to introduce myself Yeah, I, to I haven't seen it without Rift Tracks. And that's yeah, I've only, only seen the first it. one, and I watched it with the Rift Tracks commentary mm-hmm. with yeah. Brit. That's fair. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, the rest of the songs on here are all pretty good. Uh, track two, Spirits. Uh, it's very slows, pretty. Yeah, it slows down to a snail's pace. It is like uh, yin to the yang of Portal to the Red Waterfall. Mm-hmm. And I welcomed it for that. Yeah, it's it's a lovely hand-picked electric guitar with some synth pads and programmed brush drums underneath, which was a nice... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, like look up there and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, exactly. It's it's one of the uh, preset uh, <laughs> logic uh, templates that Dan Monty has, I think. Probably. Um, track after that, track three, Roundtable, um, named after the pizza restaurant. Of Obviously. Uh, mm, uh, I want just, some pizza now. Just a couple minutes Same. of like really big sounding metal. Um Honestly, this song sounded to me a lot like Praxis. Like Praxis is 90s stuff. It was really well, cool. We're going to talk about Praxis. Oh, yeah. Uh, hell yeah. Um, Praxis and Mutual Aid. That's part of my journey. Excellent. Um, and then last track, Crayon Factory. It was pretty much just a solo song. Yeah, people really liked that song. Yeah. It was fine. It, it was fine. It was very much just Buckethead noodling, which is cool. I prefer when he noodles with just riffs than I like his... it when he noodles in I like when he noodles the guitarist from the offspring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. one of my favorite noodles. Mm-hmm. Same, same. Same. Hey, Smash was was an awesome record. Straight up, they've got like four great records. Americana rocks too. I don't care what people say. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. This. This. And they had Josh Priest. Playing drums for them recently, so there you go. Wow, uh, that, there's the he connection. Was, he there's was that's very legit. Roses also, mm-hmm. so there's an overlap yeah. there. Uh, Josh, uh, isn't actually... he? He's the one who told uh, Axel uh, got Rose in touch with Buckethead for Axel. So. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the one who recommended him. Yeah, yeah. Most so people there's think a, it was Brain, but Brain wasn't even there. in the band at that point. Uh, yeah. Um, so, what is the red liquid coming out of Red Waterfall? Oh God. Uh huh. Uh, it's like it, it. It's where it's where you get uh, Swedish fish. It's where they live. Oh, so okay. it's uh, it's the liquid in which the Swedish fish live, and it is That's red. So wholesome. Red, both both because of the the amount of Swedish fish swimming in the uh, in the red waterfall, but also because of their secretions, which are also red. So let's t- tell me more about the um, the oh. secretions of Swedish fish, Spencer. Uh, they have a lot of. That's glucose. the name of the next pike. <laughs> uh, Swedish yeah. fish secretions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. This shirt has a lot of uh, glucose and corn syrup. Mm. Yeah. Lots of co- just read red it. sixty too. It's weird. Corny when, when... joke syrup. Oh yeah, that was a very <laughs> corny joke. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's uh I forgot my train of thought. Who cares? Um, I don't know. Yeah, fucking uh, red liquid. Uh, better red than dead. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Red Dawn. Um, uh, it's 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 actually Red Dawn dish soap. Ah, uh, yeah. Which was just released on 4K, I believe. Nice <laughs> dish there soap. We go. They're releasing dish soap on film now. That's pretty sick. Yes. No Red Dawn. Yeah, uh, I made a meme out of that 
uh, says head Don and has fucking Patrick Swayze or whoever wearing a bucket head. Bucket. That's one from for your meme page. Already it's... already made it like a year ago. Thanks though. Um. <laughs> yep. So that was the Pikes this week. That was the Pikes this week. We did it. We did it. We listened to all of them. Yeah. Holy shit. Um. Now we want to get right into it. Let's want to do it. Let's hop right in. Let's hop all on right. pop. This is the part of the show. Let's hop on pop. Fuck all where, cops. I, where I take y'all on an adventure, okay? Mm-hmm. Y'all gonna go on an adventure with me? Where are we going on an adventure to, Spencer? It, we're gonna is go. Train to Buckethead Land. Oh, uh, we're gonna go into the Bucket Void. Bucket oh yes. so funny hearing those live. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, here we are. We're here. Sorry. It's we, so we, funny we hearing those. Yeah, no, I didn't know you weren't done yet. I was going <laughs> to say, I usually listen to you at two times the speed. Um, so these these sound super slow when I hear them live. Nice. That makes sense. Man, it's always like, yeah. greetings from the bucket void. <laughs> God, I can't. I mean, yeah. I mean, good on you listening to us at double speed i can't really. i can't listen to this at all i mean yeah I, I, I have a hard enough time sitting through the episode while we're live so yeah but uh here we are in the yeah, bucket void yeah it's the part of the show where we look at youtube comments and talk about them because they're fun and you know what did, what did you name this document i always just type random stuff i just Looks like, like, blah, 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 blah. like cock ninja <laughs> no nah, it doesn't say Co- anything at all cock ninja that's a that's the klingon word of the day spencer yeah that's the klingon word of the day for like we, we, Bucket, <laughs> we no, 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 it's when you're uh when your stepdad acts without honor oh yeah <laughs> speaking of acting without honor youtube user medi chaheb says one year ago the riffs on this one are as monumental as geologic riffs he, he equates riffs with rifts. That's pretty good. I like that. Sure. Yeah. 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 Like one, if, one could do that. One you know. could do that if they if one was so uh, interested. Yeah, yeah. Crayon Factory, last track of Pike uh, 261. More like the Grand Cranion Factory. Oh. Am I right, guys? Arm Red Feather. Right. Arm Red Feather says five years ago, this kicks ass. Great timing, tones, riffs. Reminds me of the bees when we mess with their hives. All kinds of emotions and sounds. Up slash downs that he then crossed out. Angrily passionate. So good. Man, his uh, messing with beehives sounds a lot like he's talking about fucking. You think? I think he is. I think he sticks his dick in beehives. I think that's what he's talking about. I don't think Oof. he does that. I don't think anybody does that, no, I to think, be honest. I, I think he sounds with bees. He does the Ooh. honey sounding. No. 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 Yeah, like, like, put, like, you, <laughs> he gets, like, a straw from McDonald's, like, one of those wide straws, and, like, sticks it down there, and then, like, sticks that in oh, the no, beehive. The, the, the Slurpee the straw from, from the 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah, with the spoon? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoon man. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's where that song that's what about. song's about. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Lunchbox Toothpick says five years ago, I think Buckethead should put all his work in I, the Library of Congress for all future generations. That's not how the Library of Congress works. not how it works at all. <laughs> they is... they nominate things and accept them, and mm-hmm. like not a lot of media makes it in there. Well, what... One of my friends got his library uh, in there. I think he had a friend on the inside who was like, hey, you want your stuff in the Library of Congress? 
Nice. And it's That's the, the band of bile. Yeah. I, I'm just yeah. Gonna say yeah. If you can believe, of all things in the Library of Congress, I can believe it. There's weirder. That's shit one of them. You know? Do you remember like when uh, all tweets were automatically added to the Library of Congress up to a certain point? No. I think I think, <laughs> I think it was up to. I never got on the Twitter bandwagon. So I think it was up to 2011. I want to say I could be wrong, but that it, sounds it, it, terrifying. But check this out. You know what this means? Oh. The Kevin Smith tweet is oh. in the Library of Congo- Congress. Oh, Which, wait, what, what are we oh, talking about? The Kevin here? Smith tweet where oh. he says, uh, 10 years in, and uh, we still fuck each other like we're cheating on each other with each other. Her clit brown taint area pones my dick. Her clit slash brown taint. Slash area. brown slash taint area. Yeah. And, and what's so bad about that? It's just a great I mean, tweet. It sounds like Kevin Smith to me. It's just no one, <laughs> no one wants to think about Kevin Smith eating pussy that that to me is a horrifying mental image like that that's like the image is that they show of you Brit? no no that's like the shit they show you at abu Ghraib when they're trying well, to be like he is a you will believe artist. in freedom this is what have, your people do have they seen clerks i mean jesus yeah. I mean, like, so that that tweet that Kevin Smith he started with fucking a dead guy. Like, this isn't that bad. That's true. That's true. They probably show that Kevin Smith tweet to to like prisoners at Guantanamo Bay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is yeah. This is uh, a try not to lick any clit slash brown slash taint areas on your way to the car or your way to the parking lot. Yeah. Um. So speaking of Brewer. Jason Evans mm. says four weeks ago. Friend of the show, Jason Evans. Friend of the show, Jason Friend Evans. Of the, I the saw cast. this. Yeah. And so there's a great, like, I, I don't understand the first half of this. I, I just love it. And so that's why I, I grabbed it. Google says cellulose found in wood pulp of paper breaks down over time and gives old books a pleasant vanilla almond scent. Yes. Cool. Yes. Yes. And then he goes on to compliment how good the pike is. But that that first one, that's a nice random knowledge drop. I appreciate it. That seems like a Buckethead thing. Sure. I bet Buckethead likes old books. I would guess probably. Yeah. What do you think is his favorite genre of book? Sci-fi. Definitely. Yeah. 100%. I could see that. Or, big... or horror. He likes he likes horror too, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Big Asimov mm. fan probably. Comic books. Yeah. A- mm-hmm. More like Asimov. Yeah. yeah, probably like anime. If he's all into like giant robot and stuff, he definitely mm. reads some manga. There's no definitely. doubt about that. That is for yeah. sure. Uh, Gene Nymar says two years ago this Pike is pretty cool. Just alternative enough in the, all the right ways. Heavy, catchy, and creative, and decently accessible for those who don't like to get too wild. A nice balance of accessible and experimental, and if you love raw and filthy, dirty-sounding, down-tuned guitar and bass action, then this Pike is for you. Raw and filthy, dirty-sounding, down-tuned Which one was this in reference to? Uh, the, the second Pike that we listened to this week. Pike 260. Ferry to the Island of Lost Mind. I, I really just like that they capitalized Pike, all, like all caps on Pike. I think that's funny. Great. Pike! To, uh, to read this comment. Moving Brit, on. <laughs> it was a rough week out there, okay? Yeah. Speaking of rough week out there, Chasm Bazyar says five years ago, Bucky Buck is ever. The name is Buck, <laughs> and I'm here to Buck. Play, play guitar. Uh, Andre Takayuk 
says two years ago, reminds me of the Sargasso Sea. What's next, Dolphin Rape Cave? Give me what? a flying Dutch woman. If I directed horror movies, that would be a bagger. This is entirely unhinged. <laughs> I know. It's like really Jason good. Evans, at least he's got like a non sequitur that's like pleasant. Uh-huh. This guy is just like, uh, guitar. A dolphin rape, dolphin rape, dolphin rape. <laughs> Ooh, flying Dutch woman. Give her a bagger. Like, what is he doing, man? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. He's probably talking about the legend of bagger bands, though. Oh, or he's talking about the, the fucking, uh, in that episode of Star Trek we wa- watched, uh, uh, I, there's rape gangs. Yeah, <laughs> I hear there are d- rape dolphins. gangs on the surface. Dolphin rape gangs. Yeah, uh, wild. Okay, uh, YouTube user click Smitty's remains. <laughs> Egar says two months ago, Smitty was here getting shitty with Smitty, my boy. Ben S says, Big B is a warrior of the light. Thank you. Hell yeah, Big B. He's talking about Ben. Big Ben. Big Ben. The clock. The clock. <laughs> the clock. For sure. Warrior of light. Um, so up next we have so we have a favorite YouTube commenter, uh, oh, Kevin. Yes, we uh, do. We love him so much that we have like songs for him. Um <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna read some comments from his. It's gonna get a little wild. Oh god, it already okay. gives me a headache just looking at it. Master of the ship key, a bucket for divine. Oh my god, Jordan Vine. So Jordan Vine says, three years ago, edited. Buckethead has the freedom and absolute fucking right to compose whatever he wants. Wow, this wow. one is something <laughs> Oh, let's try again, let's try yeah, again. Let's All right. All right, three, Take two, two, one. Buckethead has the freedom and absolute fucking right to compose whatever the fuck he wants to compose. And if he wants to compose it, he can. And if you don't like something he's done, doesn't mean he's done something wrong and he shouldn't have done it. Remember that, realize that, understand that, and accept that. Because it's his fucking music, not fucking not ours. ours. <laughs> oh, yeah. How tight is that? What a what a sentiment. I think, I think he has a, a caps lock problem. No, I think he has a caps lock solution. <laughs> mm. You know, I think his caps lock is on. That is like the glass half full for Jordan Vine. That's true. Yeah. I, I bet his caps lock is always on, and he has to hit the shift key to actually the bucket the is, is half full. No, 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 yeah. no. His caps lock key is broken. He has his shift key taped down with electrical tape. <laughs> that That's rules. how hard he's gone. That, that rules, yeah. So he continues on. This one's really, really You gotta get him on this wild. show. I, we've tried. We've We're tried. tried. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, Britt, can you see that? Barely. But I, I, can, can, I can do I it. can hold this so we can both no, see it. No, I got it. it. Okay, you got it? Okay. I'm gonna repeat myself again, but I don't care because Bucket deserves to be praised. <laughs> so I'm gonna do it often as I can. Buckethead is the most incredibly, amazingly, and phenomenally skillful guitarist ever in the whole world, galaxy, and universe. I'm being incredibly serious and just 
brutally honest about this. No other human being who plays guitar in this world is better than Buckethead. It doesn't matter. And I don't give a fuck if there's guitarists out there who have been playing longer than Buckethead. It won't change view and opinion of him. He is the best. And that's that. Mic drop. Boom. 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 Fucking dropping mics like. Adam bombs up in here, wow. Jordan. Yeah, Jordan Vine. He has one more, oh. one more, mm-hmm. uh, in keeping with the previous comment, and he says four years ago, Buckethead is and will always and forever be the best and greatest there is in the, the whole history, history of all, all music that exists. exists. What a legend. We love. Jordan Vine time. Jordan Vine. All right, we got remember few... Vine. No. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, we've got a few more. We got a few more going on here. YouTube user PS Zavista says five years ago, Buckethead is the most masterpiece of actuality. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's a fine sentiment. Thank you for that. Um, Sonny DeCludy says two years ago. That's what Sonny D is named after. Correct. Beautiful and a little melancholy. His painting on this seems sad, like me. Aw. Sorry you're sad. Yeah, sorry. Someone Sonny. give Sonny a hug. Yeah. yeah. Have a have a well, sunny. It's such a attitude. positive name. It's such a <laughs> negative outlook. Maybe drink some sunny D about it. Yeah, I've heard yeah. that helps. Or maybe maybe get Suck some, sunny, some sunny D. Yeah, right yeah, there you go. There you some go. Sunny D up in that ass. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. Pink there you wagon. Go. Yeah, there you go. Uh Mike Metask says two years ago, sometimes I forget to listen to Buckethead when I really need to. Me too, because I do yeah, a podcast about Buckethead, and sometimes I wait too long to do that, and it's very stressful. Yes. But it is also kind of sometimes stressful to listen to Buckethead. It depends on the situation. That's true. Yeah. Especially your situation. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It's um, like you can't wait for the right time because you got a show to do in that week, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so we have one more statement from the Bucket Void, and then a statement from the Britain Void, oh, and then boy. we'll be wrapping up. Our last statement from the Bucket Void, meaning, you know, something we sourced from a YouTube comment. YouTube user RC Swiss made says 11 months ago, <sighs> Buckethead okay. is not from this world. Wow, he didn't do the, the yeah, Q? Yeah, he didn't do, do the, the QAnon slogan okay, this time. Great. So this, 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 this oh, user, really? we, we highlight him every week because he frequently, like, will type, like, Buckethead is not from this world, and then WWG1WGA, uh, the QAnon slogan. Uh, or sometimes just WWGWGA. Uh, he'll just do that. Uh, have you but, looked at his YouTube profile? Does he have any videos up? He or? does, but there he just has like a couple videos about guitar. Like mm. it's not like nothing about QAnon. Is it? Is it? Is it like uh, now? I'm you gonna, think Buckethead eats babies or something? I'm going <laughs> to transpose the uh, the protocols of the Elder of Zion here on into tab form. Ah. Like, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Satriani is fueled by adrenochrome. Yeah, more like Joe Semitroni. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, The G3 concert is actually a summit for, you know, the elites. 
Oh yeah, Probably. I saw a G three concert once. Yeah, yeah. Did anybody did, eat a baby? Did it hit your G spot? No, <laughs> no. I, I got really contact high. I hadn't oh, started yeah. smoking yet myself, but uh, I was high that night for sure. Yeah, I bet. But there are a lot of greasy. And Petru- P- John Petrucci was the opener. I know you talked about Dream Theater recently. <laughs> yeah, more like Nightmare Theater. Am I right, guys? <laughs> yeah, right, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I actually met him a bunch of times because his wife used to play in a band that I filmed. <laughs> nice, <laughs> like or consistently filmed. Is he a nice guy? Yeah, I didn't know who he was at first. Uh, he was just because I hadn't seen him with his long ass beard and stuff. He has a huge beard. Yeah, yeah he has a huge beard, beard now. And I I've seen Dream Theater back like twenty years ago, and he didn't look like that. So I'm like. And I walk into the backstage area, and this guy talking about how he doesn't know what Guar is, and I'm like, "Who's what? this fucking beardy dude who doesn't know who Guar is?" And he's like, "John Petrucci didn't know who Guar like, is." Oh fuck! Oh, he's like, and then he played that I later that night, so he's, I filmed him. He's like, "Oh yeah, I don't like bands that are good live." <laughs> <laughs> he just he didn't know what they did. Like he, so for some reason, like. It was totally off of his radar, and How he never really avoid quite knew who they it's were. A metal musician—that's nuts. Mm, calling, yeah, that's what I was thinking. A stretch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Speaking, well, that's of my Petrucci story, and I'm—I'm I'm at the. Uh, I don't know if you were a fan of them at all, but uh, the live from New York DVD from the scenes from a memory tour twenty years ago. I was at that show. Nice. Yeah. I am a huge fan of uh, not listening to Dream Theater. That's, that's yeah, I don't can't keep up with them. Is. My brother was a big fan, so I kind of by a proxy. I liked that album, though. That was a good album. Speaking of Dream Theater. Stayed <laughs> Man! from the Britain There's a lot of voids on this show. Yeah, I know. Lastly for this one, on Tuesday, April 5th, 2022, you texted me and said, I feel like I'm juggling interesting Heathcliff balls and some clown keeps on tossing more into my hands and I can't stop juggling Heathcliff. Totally true. Listen to all of our special Heathcliff episodes. Five parts. It rules. Demons from the So before, oh, I didn't realize that was a void within a void. Yeah, it was a it was yeah. a sub void. So uh, yeah. we are to the part where we recommend uh, we, where we make recommendations and recommend stuff, and we're gonna have you recommend your f- upcoming film and talk about it. Tell us about your film. Oh, I had some actual recommendations too. Which, well, you yes, can do that. Let me tell you, you about that. After that. we recommend shit, until then, yeah. the floor is yours. Yeah, this is where I go off the rails. Fuck yeah. The Life and Slimes of Dookie Flyswatter and Haunted Garage is a documentary I'm making about Dookie Flyswatter and his band Haunted Garage. And do you know anything about him I or that? don't. So I only really know it's Dookie Flyswatter uh, from his writing credits because he wrote a lot of stuff for Fred You did Ray. know about Blood Diner. I, yeah. I, I, I have about, seen yeah. Blood Diner. Um, I also, he, I think, I haven't seen him act in many things. Um, I think he co-stars in um, a couple trauma films I want to say Surf, Nazi- Surf Nazis, yeah, Surf Nazis must, must Die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yep. I've definitely seen him in that. I don't really know if I've seen him act in anything, and I, I, I've i never heard Haunted Garage. I bet before. you you have. Oh. Um, I'm sure I I'll, have. I'll figure, I'll figure it out. Here, well, I'll start with one of my recommendations as, as a sub kind of uh, 
whatever pathway here. Have you seen Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers? He's in that. Yeah, I uh, I sold two copies of that. I uh, met a guy online who has uh, collected over 120 copies of different. Is it formats. High John the Conqueror? There's there's two guys. Uh, <laughs> one of them is really nice, and the other one is kind of a dickhead, and he just mm. always talks shit on the other guy who's really nice. It's really That's hilarious. Yeah, there's like two guys. I, for some reason, have like I haven't copies. realized that. Yeah, because I follow all the people who love this. So movie. yeah, so one of them. One, I know that's one of them. One of them right? from California, and I I want to say that was the nice guy. I don't remember where the okay. other guys from. I want to say Indiana or Idaho or some shit like that. It's been a while. They got into a bidding war, and like both of them were messaging me, like, "Can you sell this to me before the other guy? Because he's an asshole." And I'm like, "What? No, that's hilarious. Stop." <laughs> Okay. So who did you sell it to? The nice guy? Uh, I sold it to the highest bidder. I don't remember who. Yeah, was. that's, I don't, I don't that's a, a good way to do it. it. Yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, he is in this movie. This is, you know, you mentioned Fred Olin Ray before. This is a yeah, Fred Olin absolutely. Ray film. And yeah. he did a whole bunch of films with him. The Tomb, uh, Cyclone. Ooh, uh, and then, uh, you might know him from Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Ball of Rama. Right. He's the voice of the Imp. Uh, wasn't Nightmare he on, Sisters. Was it Death Ship? Is he on that one too? Prison Ship. Prison Ship. That's the one. That, yeah, he on... wrote that and he's in it. He's that's the guy right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He's on, yeah. It was one of the ship films. Yeah, Prison Ship, a.k.a. Star Slammer, a.k.a. The Adventures of Tara. I don't know why there's so many fucking names for this movie, but yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I'm making a documentary about this guy. And besides his movie career, which I know uh, you you are a little bit aware of, he did have this pioneering like horror punk rock like horror movie on stage type of band called Haunted Garage. And um, great name. And uh, I, you know. They were, I would say they hit their peak in like 1991-ish and they put out this album, Possession Park, which is on Metal Blade Records. Oh, wow. That's so, a very uh, cool so album cover. Were they, they were pretty much like contemporaries of um, fucking uh, Deli Creeps then. That's kind of what I'm getting were, at. Were here. they yeah. in California as well? In California. Oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah. And so they, Haunted Garage was an LA band. And I think Deli Creeps was more in the San Francisco Absolutely, area. Yeah. Although I think each band kind of crisscrossed into those areas. Mm -hmm. They never actually played a show together that I could, uh, I mean, I've never heard of one. I mean, and I asked, Deli I asked specifically. I don't think yeah. they would forget someone like Buckethead. I mean, Deli Creeps only played like uh, less than 20 live shows ever. So really? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's super limited. I've, I've gone way down the rabbit hole and like, the bucket hole. Yeah, they're they Damn. they really just never played many shows, but like the ones that they played are like really notable. Like they played a couple shows. Yeah, they're all on YouTube then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, there was just a guy on the Buckethead uh, subreddit who just put up like a dozen never seen before um, Buckethead and uh, Deli Creeps videos from like ninety six. Oh, I and saw shit. that. Yeah, like in his yeah, and they're in good Wait, quality on YouTube too. Recently, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his uh, like his fifteen year old son is teaching him how to rip stuff in seven twenty, and it looks pretty fucking good. Like, because I just I'm going down the Deli Creeps rabbit hole again just in preparation for my interview. Yeah, and because I'm just like a fan, and like it's good to revisit this stuff. Yeah, that was a contemporary to Haunted Garage, and I would say like. There was a bunch of weirdo bands kind of that happened at the same time. There was some crazy energy in the world. Um, and they were all from different areas. So even though they may have crossed paths and um, been fans of each other, they didn't necessarily influence each other. Mm -hmm. Haunted Garage is definitely one of them. Deli Creeps is one of them. 
uh guar you know was one of them green jelly was another one mm-hmm. and that's something we didn't talk about either yeah. yet i mean that's a whole but, uh, yeah the first time i ever actually saw dookie fly swatter was in the misadventures of shitman video from the green jello serial killer oh okay there you, ah. go. there you go i didn't know who it was at the time but like years before i had heard of haunted garage i you know everybody's seen dookie fly swatter i bet your mother has seen Do- dookie fly swatter because you know what he's been an extra hollywood extra in movies like the bodyguard and stuff like that like no you may not know it it's a little bit of a subliminal message but like you see that one punk rocker in an extra scene with green hair? That's probably Dookie Flyswatter. Love to see it. That fucking rocks. Yeah. yeah right. um, Sounds pretty rad. And... So, like, what's what's the what's the through line for the the documentary? The through line is that they deserve a lot more fucking credit than they've ever gotten because they were a pioneer of this genre and they were like kings of the LA underground scenes. But outside of LA never really made it you know mm-hmm. metal blade dropped the ball huge like they did, went on one tour to promote this album and it was in europe mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> so how does that help a band from la although it was with the cramps which is very cool cramps rule. Yeah. metal blade didn't even set that up the cramps asked them to do it so oh. like they're this highly visual like horror band they had all these because obviously dookie's movie career in, in b horror films they had all these friends in the industry yeah. and um uh they would have like these young makeup effects artists like rig up cool effects and and like take like uh props from their movies that they worked on you know they they would just make them part of the show like uh, they had used props from return of the living dead Sick. and chud 2 and like nice. all sorts of crazy oh, nice. but the chud we love but the chud mm-hmm. this is a photo by ed culver uh who I was previously gushing about, who did all this photography for the Christian death and and the damaged album cover and all sorts of LA punk rock history. Uh, But I wanted to note these mannequin legs and heads and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's stuff they stole out of a dumpster after an Alice Cooper tour. Like, that's how they would acquire shit. You know what I mean? That's fucking rad. I mean, steal steal from the best. They were like, Like, there you go. They were like the underground, more risque, you know, brought a little bit of kink on stage, you know, like just totally weirdo band that everyone should know about. And like, to just to prove a point, I don't know if you saw the trailer that I put out, but like I show some flyers in there. Bands like Tool White Zombie uh, used to open for them, Damn. you know, uh, they like Nirvana was scheduled to open for them. Like Courtney Love was afraid of them. Apparently, you know, they played apparently played Soundgarden's first show in L.A. Like they were everywhere. They were on the tip of everything. L7. They're going to be in the documentary coming up. Nice. Used to play with them. 45 nice. Grave, you know, like they were. It's pretty impressive. The kings of that scene mm-hmm. from like the mid 80s to the early 90s. And then they imploded before they could be world famous and so now the people need to know yeah. yeah they do so like I, I want to know i am tantalized yeah. by yeah. that like you, i wait can you play uh stuff from the internet from your ipad no not oh, easily cool. right now yeah we don't have so i was gonna say just show the trailer or a trailer specific like, way so it's very difficult for us to do it's anything. very visual Without. so like it would help to watch i, I can That's definitely why i would recommend everyone yeah. go check it out yeah, I've been doing an Indiegogo campaign. I'm calling it the Indie Gorgor campaign. Yeah, emphasis on the pain. Yeah, um, 
And I was very concerned when we started this because today's the last day. We actually only have four hours left on the oh, campaign. Good. And um, Indiegogo was down for the last like two hours. Fuck. It just I finally see it's back up, but like I feel like I'm owed compensation. I'm on a live podcast like promoting this thing and your fucking site is down. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no one no one watches this. Uh <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody <laughs> that because yeah, they yeah. think they owe me something. Oh, yeah, no, they definitely. I'm, I'm just do. being realistic here. It's like it's like I'm but, at the end of my campaign, and it's like, are you kidding me? Your site is down. People can't go and donate. Um, but anyways, yes, I don't know when you, this comes out. Uh, it'll probably just have turned into the Doogie Doc store, which you can still probably get some like stickers and cool stuff like that. Yeah, this will drop on the 12th of June. Yeah, so obviously not in the next four hours when this campaign is running. But um, yeah, get your stickers, check it out. Like if if you don't know anything about it, that's my target audience because this is going to blow people's mind. If you're into weird L.A. you know history, uh, punk rock. I mean, these guys aren't just punk musicians. These guys are sick, like crazy, awesome musicians. Just weird horror movies, B movies. You know, another Buckethead connection here besides being weirdo LA con- I mean California contemporaries is uh one of the people I got in my documentary is Bill Mosley because oh, yeah. he's like an old friend of fan of Haunted Bugs. Garage yeah, yeah. and so I went like to his house and like yeah. hung out with him for a while and you know and I wanted to show my original Cornbug CD which is like handwritten by Sick. him that back in the, in the 90s look it's on a CDR so yeah that rules like, that's how old school I am. And it's the hard. Um, so like there is, you know, obviously some crossover, although not totally directly. Um, that was like thrilling. I saw some like Buckethead, like artwork that he has in his garage and stuff like that. His, mm. his haunted garage. Oh, hey, Ooh, what's up, I love it. Oh, call there back, you go. Call back. Oh, Here we go. Oh, uh, do you have a, uh... yeah. Like this is for, you know, this is edgy shock rock stuff you know not quite gg allen because it's like more fun but like they were spraying blood on the audience like at the, right, at the same time guar was but like they started these ideas independently you know mm-hmm. um it was all connected this weirdo rock scene and and you definitely got to check it out love that weirdo rock yeah that that fucking yeah. rules dude yeah, thanks you, for bringing that to our attention yeah do you have well a, uh... thank you for letting me talk about it because i feel like all these you know, I was like a sponge for for bands that put stupid shit on their head, but also made good music. Mm-hmm. And Haunted Garage, Guar, Buckethead, and if you can see, uh, that's my, another one of my recommendations. Um, although I don't don't have a physical copy of it yet because it only dropped today. The new Guar album is oh, out, and it's yeah. fucking amazing. Sick. I'm like, my mind is exploding. Like. I, if you can see over here, this is my Guar cave, just full of Guar CDs and DVDs and books and games and action figures and yeah. and hot sauces and like everything. Sick. Like, but someone already made that documentary. It's actually in you know film festivals right now, so Sick. it's great. Check it out. But I didn't make that one, so I'll take the Haunted Garage one. Nice. And uh, I know you wanted to touch on this, but do you want to talk about Green Jelly? Let's save that for another time. We're kind of running okay, low on time yeah, here. Okay, yeah, it's, a, it's um, a little exhausting. Yeah, yeah. We have a mutual friend, because I, I was a member of Green Jelly, and they're nice. closely associated with this all as well. What a Wookiee. Indeed. Yeah. Wookiee. Yeah. 
and and my other recommendation is just go listen to old deli creeps music yeah. like hell yeah yes go Dawn, check out Dawn, Dawn of the deli, deli creeps, creeps just now released. on spotify yeah. and everything but listen to right that now. original raw stuff because it is one of a kind unique and i feel like if buckethead didn't fl- flee the coop so to speak <laughs> and, and make it so huge on his own like there would have been an alternate timeline where deli creeps is still together and making like B movies or whatever they would be doing right now. Perhaps. Hell yeah. Uh, Spencer, what do you got yeah. to recommend this one? Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Recommendation with a caveat. We'll get to the caveat. Uh, the new uh, Sex Pistols series on. Oh, Hulu. I got to start watching that. Is it good? I watched all of it. I finished watching it yesterday. Um, it, most of the episodes are written and directed by Danny Boyle. Yeah, who you may know as the director of Sunshine, is a banger. So I'm I'm surprised it's not uh, written and directed entirely by uh, Vivian Westwood, like the band The Sex Pistols. It's actually but more it's... Malcolm McLaren, but yeah, she's yeah, a big Malcolm part McLaren. of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, both yeah. of them, but yeah, Vivian Westwood like came up with the original concept, and she's the one who made the clothes. Like, yeah, it, it's 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 a really interesting series. I. I'm, 28 days later that's yeah the movie I'm yeah there you go uh, i'm not sure if i loved it or not uh there are things about it i feel like it kind of fumbles at the end but in the visual style is interesting it's very intense uh the visual it's shot in four it's, it's in four by three um and there's yeah. a lot of like cuts to like old footage from england in the 1970s and so it uses a lot of original footage. Oh, so it's like uh, Austin cool. Powers. It's like Austin Powers. Sick. Uh, it's re- but then they then they like recreate old footage and all that sort of stuff. But it's got like a really wild like visual aesthetic to it, which I think is going to be polarizing. Like I definitely found the visual style kind of grating after a while because like it's so there's so many cuts, like it's so cut, and it's like all these like weird camera angles and like they use all these filters on the camera. Like it's it's really interesting the way they filmed it but the the story is somewhat interesting i'm not a fan of the sex pistols but like uh the story is interesting the sex um, pistols suck uh, yeah but i mean that's that's the point of the series i mean i own that record that one record they did that's the whole thing about the sex pistols though yeah like, they were only a band for two fucking years yeah yeah so like the, the, uh you know they were a band uh, with two musicians and four members which is like, what's yeah. the point? Like, yeah, Sid Vicious was a sucks. No, fuck Sid Vicious blows. He's a yeah. shitty vocalist, shitty bassist. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, that yeah. Guy. Oh, totally. I mean, and that's a- might have killed his girlfriend might and have? a junkie. Yeah, <laughs> might have killed his girlfriend. Definitely yeah. killed his hey, girlfriend. You know, you know. Well, there's like another guy that they thought may might have done it as well. So it was like between him and the other dude. It was definitely him. It is most likely him. Uh, but we don't yeah. know. Um, but anyways, yeah, I watched all of that series. I found it interesting enough to finish. I would say, like, if you're interested in, like, music history and whatnot, it is an interesting uh, uh, set yeah, of stuff. Yeah, as a punk rocker, I have to watch it. Definitely. Like, uh, I would say, like, it's worth watching for sure. You, your mileage on it, though, like, how much you like it or how much you find certain characters and visual styles grading may influence your overall take on it, as it did with me. But it, I do think it is interesting and it is worth checking out. Um, so I, I would I would recommend that. Britt, what you got? Cool. The Buzzcocks were better. Hell yeah, oh, they definitely. were. So, so much better. better. Fucking a. Um, Whoa. And I mean, the, the Clash is better than all of them put together, though. I, well, yeah. Really um, so I have to recommend 2001's The Breed, starring Adrian Paul and Bokeem Woodbine. Adrian Paul is a vampire. 
and Bokeem Woodbine is essentially a human that is somehow still playing um, uh, Blade. And uh, it's incredible. It's the visual style is ridiculous. It just rips off the brood. This uh, the breed from two thousand one. The breed, and it's a movie. It's a movie starring Bokeem Woodbine and Adrian Paul, who played Duncan McLeod. Who directed it? I have no idea. I don't have the director here. Nobody of no. No, it was. I mean, it's it's a B film. C film, maybe? No, it's it's B. Okay, it's B. All right. Uh, It rules, though. It's super silly. It's just like. Bokeem Woodbine being an early 2000s, like, trash-talking black detective, and then Adrian Paul being a fucking vampire. And Adrian Paul plays a great fucking immortal. Yeah. He has a lot of experience. Indeed, and he plays a fucking sick-ass vampire. Ass vampire? The movie sucks, and I (laughs) recommend it. Nice. That sounds like it sucks, and I want to watch it. It's so good. It's on my server. Check it out. Well, that's amazing. All right, is it time for my favorite part of the show? Uh, I really got to pee. One sec. All right, we'll just hang here for a second. You should, you should tell some bucket jokes out of the Garfield book. Uh, I could tell my buckethead story. Yeah, if yeah, you tell, fill me. Some time. tell me. That'd be great. I right, like I, I know I'm here to talk about my documentary, but like I probably discovered Buckethead first. But nice. I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know if I could make a documentary about him. That would be kind of difficult. It would be hard, right? Like he doesn't talk to anybody. Hard. Really? Yeah, and and it probably wouldn't actually be that interesting if you really got into it. Believe me, uh, we have eighty-seven episodes of getting into it, and yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's not that interesting. Uh, what I was like, I don't know, ten years old, and my brother's eight years older than me, so he was, I guess, like eighteen, which sounds crazy to me now because he's always seemed old, and now that seems so young. Yeah. Um, sure. and he brought, you know, he would borrow CDs from his college friends who were in. You know, on the underground tip and like mm-hmm. stuff like p-funk and things like that and and one day he brought home this cd praxis transmutation nice and it changed my fucking life because i i still think this holds up today this is one of my favorite albums of all time oh, hell yeah it's a classic like it could have been recorded yesterday it could have been recorded you know in the 80s you don't know it's so classic sounding mm-hmm. of course brain before primus and and you know uh, Bernie Worrell and Bootsy Collins and and the DJ for Africa Bambata, produced by Bill Laswell. Oh, it's yeah. a classic. I heard. And my brother, he was old enough to go to the shows back then, and he went to a show to see Buckethead at the Wetlands. Almost got into a fist fight with Bernie Worrell because he didn't know who he was, what? and he was Whoa. pushing him to get try to get up to the stage because I guess he was late for the gig. Bernie Worrell was <laughs> like probably like in his mid fifties at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess he was still an aggressive, could be aggressive, but good thing he didn't because it was Bernie Worrell and R.I.P. Bernie. R.I.P. Bernie. Um, But my brother, this was at the Wetlands in New York, must have been 1995 or so. I can't find any bootlegs from him. I found other bootlegs of shows he played there, but not this this one specifically. Dang. Um, And he snuck backstage after the show because it's Buckethead wasn't famous yet. You know, I think all brain was playing drums. Nice. It was more like a jam session kind of show. Mm-hmm. So he spent most of the night talking to Brain. Buckethead was overwhelmed, unmasked, talking to people, mm-hmm. just like signing autographs. He got he, he didn't have anything to autograph, so he got Brain and Buckethead to re- sign this New York Yankees hat. Oh, it's like faded stuff. Hell yeah! And it's and he he put to Kevin, stay out of the crematorium, <laughs> Buckethead. 
And this <laughs> definitely matches up with all his other signatures that I have, which are not easy to, I mean, are easy to get. You can definitely get a buckethead signature. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on anything pretty much these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was special from the 90s. He met him sans mask like he was not like highly secure or anything yet or it, you, you know, know it didn't take a picture or anything you know but, so yeah. and that just led me into like you know I, I thought i had a lot of catching up to do back then in the 90s for buckethead material mm-hmm. who yeah. like who knew i feel bad for anyone who's getting into him now because at least i had a head start yeah I was like, oh my God, he's on like 20 records. How am I going to buy all of that as a 10 year old? Now it's like, it's a great question. What he put out, how many, he put out that many records like this month, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Probably something pretty close. Indeed. But it was cool. Like, because I was a fan so early on, I have things like the original binge clips, VHS tapes, Sick. and stuff like that. Yo. Like, like, just bootleg, like, production stuff, you know. Um, I got a grab bag, some of the grab bag cassettes. Yeah, like grab bag EP. Crazy, crazy that. stuff. And that's my buckethead story. It's kind of just been a journey ever since. I just, he can't fail. I, I admittedly probably haven't listened to like the last 200 pikes or so. Mm-hmm. It takes I keep a while. trying to like catch yeah, up in the beginning and then I fall off. Yeah. But I feel like it's great that I know that. I'll never have a lack of buckethead to listen to in my life. This is true. And there's always something coming out. Oh, and and here's one of my uh well, the only one I have, I got one of his um, you know, drawing things. Nice. That's awesome. Back, I think when he was first doing it. Love that. That's super cool. Oh Love yeah. That. Well then. It's time for my favorite part of the show. Let's do it. Bucket jokes. Bucket joke. Bucket joke. Bucket joke. Bucket joke. In the news this week, Johnny Depp beat Amber Heard, this time in court. It just got a new gentleman's club in town. Consequently, we've seen a lot more businessmen with concussions. Because <laughs> it's a club. Uh, they say the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. So I assume vampires would prefer berry bonds to berry Manilow. <laughs> uh, I changed okay. my password. Very deep stays buried still. Hell yeah. I changed my password to not recognized. So now when I get it wrong, the website just tells me what it is. Wow. A man was arraigned in civil court for taking somebody's money to build a boat dock, but never doing it. He was charged with failure to appear in court. If only there was a good guy with a plane, 9-11 would have never happened. (laughs) Snakes on a plane. There you go. Uh... My girlfriend dumped me and went back to her old boyfriend for algebra purposes. Apparently, she couldn't solve for X. Whoa. I just hired a guy who usually does maintenance on carnivore rides. He's fairly handy. Mm -hmm. When you think about it, Heaven is the original cloud storage platform. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that one's pretty good. All right, and I'll end on this one. Uh, 
I started using a bag of Coca-Cola syrup as a pillow. Thankfully, it's a soft drink. Mm. Ah. Ha, 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 That's the show. show. We did the whole show. Congratulations. We did the show. Uh, And Indiegogo is back up as as Uh, now. Hey, Kevin, where can we find you on the internet? And uh, do you have a release date or anything for your documentary? Or is that still up in the air? No, not at all. Because I'm still in the thick of it. Um, You know, that's why I'm fundraising right now. So that I could spend my summer catching up and trying to, you know, I don't know when it's going to be done. It's going to be done when it's done. Yep. Because I'm going to do it right, and it's a passion project. Yeah, hell yeah, that's the right kind of. But with the more money that you give me, uh, it'll be done quicker and more smoothly. I would say. Hell yeah. Um, and I do also want to just celebrate for a moment. Like, I did put a, a, a an ambitious goal of of ten thousand dollars for this very niche subject, and I raised more than fifty percent of it. Hell so yeah. I would say that's a huge success that and that, that's that probably gonna be it man. for now. But uh, yeah. that's gonna Congrats. be a good start. Um nice. And we did get some recent interviews. Uh Fred Olin Ray is now Sick. part of our documentary. The legend. Um fucking yeah legend. we're gonna get Lloyd Kaufman soon. Uh but I was supposed to go see him because I'm in New York so I can just drive over to Traumaville. Uh, but he caught COVID the day no. before I was supposed to go interview oh, him. So we must protect schedule that. Fucking Lloyd Kaufman at all costs. That That's dude true. is a national treasure. It certainly is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Put that man in a bubble. Yeah, Honestly, uh, like, one of the and, funniest men to ever exist. Like, if you watch him just doing interviews, he's like... He is like he's got his little flute now. Yeah, he's like he's like a version of Mel Brooks that's always on. Like he is so yeah. fucking clever. That dude is nuts funny. Yeah, and I can't wait. I haven't seen it yet, but I know there's a new one. Shake uh, hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm. Hmm. I know the singer of my band is in it. It's in the yeah. film uh, screenings right now. I love that. That sounds great. Love the concept. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, how do you find me? DukeyDuck.com and spell it with D-U-K-E-Y. Because uh, not like that Green Day album. That's the yeah, different kind of Dookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, different kind of doctor, D-U-K-E-Y-D-O-C dot com or at Dookie Doc on the social medias. Um, on Facebook, I have a group called The Life and Slimes of Dookie Flyswatter and Haunted Garage where not only will you get updates from me, but it's just a community of o- old fans and band members. And oh, you never, nice. you, you know, you never know what's going to pop up there. Lots of... um. Carl Crew from Blood Diner posts on there all the time. So if you want to see like behind the scenes of Blood Diner and stuff like that, that's also a place to find it. Um, That's fucking cool. Yeah. Kevin Von Esper, like I have a private uh, Instagram account right now, but you friend me, you know, I'll accept it as long as you're not a, you know, underage or something. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm easy to find. Von Esper Studios is my company. It's all branding. You just type in Von Esper, I'll pop up everywhere. Hell yeah. We love it. And uh, I have a new music coming soon as well. That's like the other thing that I do. So Kevin Von Esper, that's the name it'll be under. Uh, Brian Viglione from the Dresden Dolls is playing on some of the new stuff. And, you know, check it out. Nice. Spencer, where can we find you on the internet? Well, I have been deleted from Facebook, or not Facebook, sorry, from Instagram. Mission accomplished. Yeah, mission accomplished. (laughs) Uh, The new page, if you want to follow what I'm getting up to, it's at New Metal Cult, KVLT, New Metal, KVLT. Mission began. With an NU, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. If you don't know that part by now, then don't don't even bother to follow me. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) 
so how do we feel about West Borland on this? Oh, podcast? He, he's we love West Borland. We, we, we stand. Okay, good. He's, he's a, I'm a West he's fan. A, he's a freaky boy. He's the backbone of all of fucking Limp Bizkit's yeah, music. Yeah, dude, that man's riffs mm-hmm. make that band. No, 100%. Yeah, 100%. check out Black Light Burns. That, yeah, yeah, his, his album with them is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. Also, I don't know. Did you hear his newest like electronic kind of... Thing he no, did last I kind year. of I uh, I haven't two years ago. I listened to the new Limp Bizkit album, but I haven't caught up. Also, on the new West Big Borland Dumb Face surprisingly good yeah, and funny. Surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. I gotta check that yeah. out too. Um, yeah, babe. I saw him play at a small club in New York with his wife's band a couple of years nice. ago, and then Jesse Camp from MTV was passing by outside and had me film an interview with him interviewing a bum on his camera that he kept in his pocket. I guess. Cool. So As you know, you that's my West Borland story. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> where can we follow you? Uh, you can follow me at Dog Vorbis, but you know what? I spend uh, more time uh, now fucking selling this show and our other show. So uh, go to at a bucket cast on most socials and uh, just say hi. Uh, you can hit me up there. And you know what? If you want, you can leave us a message. We've got a phone number we still. We do. What's I keep forgetting phone? we have a phone number. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a 425 310 2416. Oh, you're gonna get some messages from oh, me. Oh yeah, please, we, yeah. Leave, leave us voicemails. Leave all the play them on the world. show. Yeah, it'll be we great. Love that. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's been our show. Um, I think that's it. So just like the intro with the outro, you just say your name. Are we ready? I've been Britain, and I've been Spencer. I'm still Kevin. You've been listening to Getting Head, a, a bucket, bucket cast. cast. Stay greasy, bucket heads. A namaste. So, I'm just going to paste them into that shared note here. Cool. Uh, I've got two. And we're going to... Do you want to do one of yours first or one of mine first? Yeah, yeah, let's start on one of mine. That'll okay, which one up. Which one you got? Which let's, one are we doing? Let's start on the very first one, the one I've been saving for a couple weeks. Now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we're both doing the, the voice here, Greg? Correct. Okay, that's beautiful. Okay, so um, th- this one, um, <clears throat> I'll set it up here. Uh, this is... Dave Mustaine's internal monologue. <laughs> That's all you really have to know. This is a beautiful concept, Britt. Yes. Um, am I, will I be Dave Mustaine or Dave Mustaine? Uh, it's your choice. You know, I'll be. I think it'll be Dave Mustaine. Okay, I'll be Dave Mustaine. Uh, I'll sure. be first Dave Mustaine. Okay. How's that? Okay. Yeah. Hello, me. Meet the real me. Aren't you supposed to get sober today? Nah, me. I gotta do cocaine and be more successful than Metallica by 94. You can't be more successful than Metallica. You gotta stop that cocaine. Nah, I'm gonna try to sweat bullets tonight. Dave, I'm getting tired of it. You're gonna clean up today. T-O-D-A-Y. 
This is muffed up. I'm taking a fat line. Back in Hangar 18, we'd put you in a suspended state of cryogenics. I'd like to count down to your extinction, stupid. You couldn't kill me even if it was your business. If I was still in Metallica, I'd slice your throat. But you're not in Metallica. Nothing will save you. I can't believe we're still the second biggest thrash band. We're a thrash band? What a waste of riffs. My name is me. It's me again. Your liver makes a good target. Get cleaner else. You see your heart? It's gonna stop. And then you'll never be better than Metallica. Sweating bullets! Wonderful. That was beautiful. beautiful. Thanks, thanks, Britt. Um, now let's do the last one that I sent you. Okay. John Lennon. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, <clears> right. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna be the uh, the Ralph. Okay. So this is John Lennon. And who else? Uh, this is uh, oh, sorry. Um, this is Steve Jones, the guitar the player for, for for the Sex Pistols, and John Lydon, aka Johnny Rotten. Well, I don't know if you saw the uh, recent uh, Steve Jones article, but yes, yeah. he said he uh, quote, "I am tired of the Sex Pistols music. I would I'd rather, rather listen, listen to Steely, Steely Dan, Dan, which is the most <laughs> based shit ever. Yeah, that shit's punk as fuck. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so it, good. It is. All right, it's, so, it's really good. I'm sorry. Were you John Lennon? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be. <coughs> I'm gonna be. The Ralph character in this, which okay. is Johnny Rotten. Okay, Johnny Rotten. Lydon. All right. Jesus Christ, John Linden. Aren't you supposed to brush your teeth sometimes? There's cigarettes and boo. Okay, hold on. We're doing British booze. Yeah. This. Okay, yeah. Sorry, let's start one more time. Lydon. Jesus Christ, John Lydon. Aren't you supposed to brush your teeth sometimes? There's cigarettes and booze to consume all day. You can get fucked up all you want, man, but you got to brush your teeth. Nah, I'm gonna try to get laid tonight. Johnny, I'm getting tired of it. You're gonna brush your gross-ass teeth today. T-O-D-A-Y. This is muffed up. I'm taking the day off, you wanker. Back at the rehearsal space, we can smell you down the goddamn street. I'd like to make you eat some fucking soap, stupid. You couldn't eat the side of a barn. If you would actually listen to me, I'd make you go to a dentist. Well, I won't ever listen to you. My ignorance will save me. I can't believe you find Johnny Rotten a flattering nickname. Infamy isn't flattering. What a waste of teeth. My name is Johnny Rotten. Your stinky fucking mouth makes an insufferable target. By the end of the day, you better consider dental hygiene or else your teeth. I can't believe they don't hurt. Wash your fucking mouth. Lovely, lovely. All right, let's do yours, uh, your second one. Okay, so this is an <clears> interesting <throat> setup. I basically base this off. I heard this name, and I'm like, okay, I, I have to use this name in something. <laughs> I'm, I'm at I awe with this I name. I can't believe this is a real person's name, but the setup uh -huh. for this is, uh, this is between uh, John Landis and his helicopter pilot on uh, the for the filming of um, the Twilight Zone film from the early 80s, in which three people died. Oh no! During the scene that we're about to talk about, um, uh, would you rather be Dorsey Wingo or John Landis? Uh, I'll be John Landis. Okay, better switch up the. the <clears throat> yeah. 
Let's uh let's do it. So <laughs> Is John Landis British? No, he's very American. Jesus Christ, Dorsey Wingo, aren't you supposed to fly the helicopter for the big action scene tonight? Tonight? I thought we were shooting day for night. I'm off at four. You can't fly no copter. Wait. You can't not. It's a double negative. Oh, sorry. I didn't say yeah. that. Uh, okay, triple start. negative, actually. Let's just start again. Yeah, okay. Jesus Christ, Dorsey Wingo. Aren't you supposed to fly the helicopter for the big action scene tonight? Tonight? I thought we were shooting day for night. I'm off at four. You can't not fly no copter. We got to get that shot. I was hoping we weren't going to use that many explosives close to the helicopter and illegal child actors tonight. Wingo, I'm getting tired of it. We're going to fly that chopper tonight. T-O-D-A-Y. This is going to get muffed up. I'm taking the night off. Back in the war, they'd kill sissies like you. I'd like to shoot tonight, stupid. But I was in the war. You couldn't make a war film out of the sight of a barn. If we were on set, I'd intentionally blow up your helicopter. And we're not on set... yet. The law will save me. I can't believe I hired a Vietnam vet and even he's uncomfortable with this shot. Are you uncomfortable with this shot? What a waste of concern. My name is Dorsey Wingo. Your employment makes a good target. By the end of the day, you're going to drive that chopper over Vic Morrow and those two children in completely unsafe and illegal conditions, or you see this job, it's going to be gone. Meow. See you tonight. Jesus Christ. Vic Morrow Wait, and the two your... children ended up dying. There's a great Behind what the Bastards. What the fuck happened? There's a great bo- two-part Behind the Bastards on John Landis. I highly recommend listening to it. It explains it very fully how John Landis fucked this and didn't take any sort of punishment. It's it's so fucked up, dude. Holy Highly shit. recommend the Behind the Bastards on John Landis. Two-parter, super fascinating. All right, so I'm particularly proud of this next one. Um, yeah, okay. So this is a conversation between Trent Reznor and the guy who ran uh, Right Track Recording Studios in, in, in Cleveland. I think it's Right Track, I'm not sure. Uh, but it's, it's a recording studio in Cleveland that... Uh, Trent Reznor worked as the janitor at, mm-hmm. um, and this is how he recorded his demos. The owner of the uh, recording studio allowed him to use the studio mm-hmm. uh, off hours and was like, yeah, I, I support you, because he, quote, thought that uh, Reznor was a really good employee. Wow. He was like, he was really attentive to details, and he did a really good job as a janitor. Mm-hmm. So when he asked to use the equipment, I was like, sure. Was like, I want to clean you like a studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, exactly. Uh, I'm going to play the uh, the Ralph's dad, in this case, the studio manager. Okay. okay. Jesus Christ, Trent Reznor, aren't you supposed to be the janitor? No, I'm going to use the studio to record my demos after hours. I mean, you, you can do that, but you still got to do your job. Sure, but I'm going to record head like a hole after that. Trent, I'm okay with that. You're a great employee. But I don't know if you'll find success today. T-O-D-A-Y. This, my friend, is greatly appreciated. I'm going to stay up all night programming synthesizers. Back at the studio, Living Color clogged all the toilets. I'd like you to unclog them, my friend. Was it Muzz Skilling's big fat dump? I couldn't unclog the side of a barn. Reread the line. 
I could unclog the side of a barn. If money was no object, I'd let you use the studio as much as you wanted. Unfortunately, it is an object, so I'm happy to use the studio in the middle of the night. I can't believe how driven and focused you are on making it in the industry. Is it that obvious? What a waste as a janitor. My name is Reznor. Your talent and focus make you a desirable figure. By the end of these demo recording sessions, you better have label interests. See this? Your future is bright. Good luck. You skipped the cat, you son of a bitch. That's true. Twice you skipped the cat. I'm, I'm very proud of... <laughs> so, the, the, the interaction of... <laughs> back at the studio, Living Color clogged all the toilets. I'd like you to unclog them, my friend. And then he says, I could unclog the side of a barn. It's, it's a hard... It's a, it's a hard one. But yeah, I, I like that. Uh, yeah, my my muskillings uh, improv was definitely the best part of that. We we do love muskillings. Muskillings, big mud, fat mud skilling, muskillings did drop a big fat. Uh, he dropped a mud deuce. pie. Uh, uh, speaking of deuce, uh, fucking living color had deuce bassists. <laughs> muskillings um, and Doug Wimbish. That's the end of the podcast. Bye. Bye. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>